17 years old, he left home for good. Bedroll a snaffle bit, his old man's wood. Head full of stories about how it used to be. When the country was wild, the horses were rank, and the men were truly free. Hired on the buckaroo, cut his teeth there on the span. Went out with the wagon, and he tried to make a hand. But it didn't take too long for him to fit right in. With that group of outlaws, who were not scared to sin. Fits, yeah, well, that's what it takes to see To hire all of them big outfits And surf that sagebrush sea Romantics and misfits, yeah The kind that don't do well in town They wear that poverty like a badge And their freedom like a crown Camp last spring. Some kid asked about his life. He said he would not change a thing. Said he liked that teepee living. He liked sleeping on the ground. He didn't mind riding shitty horses or buying the next round. Said there's something about a sunrise between your horse's ears. Nothing like the smell of sage when you're sweating out last night's beer. Living the life he chose He don't pay no union dues He ain't the one Sitting around singing them old Counterfeit blues And it's romantics and misfits Yeah, well that's what it takes to see To hire on to them Big outfits and surf that Sagebrush sea Romantics and misfits, yeah The kind that don't do well in town They wear their poverty like a badge and their freedom like a crown. Yeah, they wear their poverty like a badge and their freedom. Freedom's just a thorny old crown. Jake, how are you? Good, how are you, sir? Oh, you know, living the dream. Living the dream. Yeah, that's all we can do one day at a time. It is. Complaining about the heat and, you know, all that good shit. Oh, yeah. Well, at least you're not as hot up there as we are here, shit. Yeah. Yeah, but if I didn't complain about something, I mean... Oh, a guy, a guy's got to complain about something. It keeps keeps you going, right? It does. <laughs> oh, what's new? There was something wrong with us if we start stop complaining. Exactly. Yeah, we don't want that. Fuck. What uh? How, how's things going up there? Well, you know, pretty good actually. You know, for the most part, got got stuff dealt with when I got back. 
and that was it. So, I mean, we're, we're rolling forward now. Everything's sorted itself out and rolling forward and working good. And, well, we'll see what happens when I leave for the next week. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Uh, you get your calves kind of lined out with your abscess shit that you got going? Um, for the most part, you know, I think I've done pretty much everything a guy can do. Yeah. Yeah, you kind of get to a certain point where it's like, shit, there ain't much else I can do about it. So it's going to be what it's going to be, right? Yeah, like, I think total number of abscesses we've done is like 55. Gosh, damn. And, you know, I've seen injection abscesses before, and I, I've dealt with that shit before, but it's like one here or there, right? It's not. It takes, yeah, it, somebody fucked up pretty good to have have 50 or 60. Yeah. So, um, I was running the calves up the chute, and they were just, um, you know, work plates, this is how we do it. Um, first year, don't really call the shots, just kind of roll with a few things, right? Right. Um, but I definitely know as of next year, um, things are going to be done a lot different. Were they given two shots in the same spot, you think? And that's what's causing such a, such a reaction on so many of them? Well, see, we only did... Um, we only did a black leg shot. The boss only wanted these calves to get their like their one eight wave black leg shot. Uh huh. And they'll get the rest of their shots in the fall when they come off the grass and go into the feedlot. So um, it was a it was a contamination of some sort. Whether we had a bad bottle of drugs or we had a bad needle or a contaminated bottle of drugs, I don't know what it was. Gosh, dang! What a Pain in the ass, though. It's been one of them, you know. Since we did them, it's been, it's been a major pain in my ass. What uh, what have you been doctoring with, if you don't mind me asking? I've been giving them. I've been hitting them with, uh, roping them, lancing them, and then hitting them with LA two hundred, and then um, washing, like giving it a iodine wash. Oh yeah, like iodine flush to it too. Yeah. Oh, shit, I think you're kind of doing about all a guy can really do then. Yeah, I mean, the ones we did before um, I went to Washington there, they, they looked pretty good. There was one we roped. I roped again to relance it, and I got a little bit of pus and abscess out of it, but not a whole lot. It was just a big, hard ball. Yeah, just a big knot the now. first one out of them all so well hopefully they get you know they they keep cleaning up and and doing well through the summer up there yeah well you know our summer's almost over yeah shit you guys you guys really only probably get what about three or four months of of uh kind of spring summer weather or what yeah yeah like september you know september it'll start it won't cool off a whole lot, but we'll start, you know, we'll just stay around that 20, plus 20 degrees out. Um, October, we'll start cooling down even more. And then end of the October, we'll probably have snow on the ground. 
And then it just keeps it coming all fucking winter. Yeah. Yeah, until about April hits, and then we'll warm up and do the whole fucking process over again. Yeah, you're either you're either muddy or snowing or hot, I'm sure. Yeah, there's no in-between. Well, it could be worse. I could have to work in an office or something. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't last too long in an office. They fucking fire me. Oh, uh, me neither. I'm not really a, a people person. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not much of a people person, and I don't like being confined in a in a small space, so I'm not good for an office job or jail, that's for damn sure. Right. <laughs> that is for damn sure. Yeah, so... Oh, it's all good. A guy bitches and complains and then just hurries up and gets it done and move on to the next job. Yeah, yeah. Say say something about it. Put your head down. Get it done, you know. I feel yeah. like if we didn't say something, fuck, it'd be a little harder to put your head down and just get through it. All right. I'm not bitching because I'm going to do anything different about it. I can't control it. I just want somebody to hear me before I go out and do it, I guess. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm a first-time, long-time caller, okay? <laughs> Oh, great. Now this guy shows up. Uh, Who invited this guy? That's what I'm saying. How the the hell are you? Some little itty-bitty guy. (laughs) You ain't a very big guy yourself. No, I'm just a little guy. The Hawks could take me away. That's all right. They probably wouldn't be able to lift you. (laughs) I'm small but I'm stout ladies and gentlemen I've got a fine physique on me (laughs) you like that uh, you like that old black Angus bull that's just kind of short and big and just lays around the pasture and does fuck all you know what I just sit under the tree and I wait for him to come to me (laughs) that's a life motto to live by (laughs) you might be waiting a while uh, Duffy, some of these Canadian goosens are coming after me. They're flying over currently at this. Like, I gotta hide between buildings right now. Oh, there you go. There's, gotta watch they're, out. They're coming from the motherland. <laughs> we got some Canada gooses taking Canada deuces if you're not careful. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I had to <laughs> dug down an alley real quick. Oh, jeez. You can keep them down there. We don't like them fuckers up here. They fucking bite, too. God damn, that shit fucking hurts. I remember I was, like, in sixth grade, and one of them fuckers turned around on a, on a kid that I knew, and he's all, I'm going to fuck this goose up, and that goose fucked him up. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was a hell of a deal. Like, there's a lot of animals that, you know... I'll poke and kind of bug and do that kind of thing. You know, I broke the bear, um, you know, rope badgers, rope coyotes, roped a couple deer, roped a few moose, stuff like that. Um, but one thing I refuse to fuck with is them Canadian gooses. No, they they're fucking, fucking mean. mean. They're real mean. Oh, man, I about just got hit by a car. I, the old lady convinced me to come to town tonight. And I'm trying to get some food real quick, but like at the same time, there's people everywhere. This shit's kind of scary. 
Well, it's Saturday night in a college town. You're, you're not meant to be in town as it is, much less on a Saturday night in a college town. No, and I got my old Keystone Light in a cup here. I got it in a Yeti cup. I like you went classy with the Yeti cup, but you still got the best beer you could get in there. This this is like classy to a T. <laughs> I'm here to tell you, like Miller Miller ain't got shit on this. Nah, this is a hell of a deal here. It is pretty good beer. I don't mind it at all. No, no, this is the beer of kings. It's about all we drink around this establishment, unless unless I go to the store and and they're out, and then I'll I'll buy Coors Light. But fuck, I just I don't mind a good cheap box of Keystone. It goes a long ways. Yeah, that's a fact. It well, it don't really last too long, I guess. I mean, that was all I was making the missus buy me when I was down there. She bought me a lot of Keystone. Yeah, you know, it's the keep toughy sane juice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and she put me to work pretty much every damn day. I know. I seen she was working the hell out of you. Yeah, I was like, a, you know, I was like a five year old in the sweatshop. <laughs> For a while, she didn't want you to get bored. <laughs> you know, standing with your head below your ass, and of course, I'm out of shoeing shape. I haven't shoed that many horses in a long time. You're right. Your head's lower than your ass, and it water's pouring off you, and you're sweating. And you're like, Jesus, this is what it felt like to be black. Good deal. <laughs> <laughs> oh waiting shit! Fucking, waiting for the fucking wet to come out and go. Yes, master, I'm getting back at it. Jesus. Oh fuck! I oh, told boy. you she was slave driving your ass, and you were there. And she yeah. was, and you know she failed to mention all this stuff. You know. When I was going down there, and I get down there, and the second, the first day down there, she's like, Oh, yeah, we got like 16 horses to shoot today, and you're gonna do half of them. Oh, good, I'm gonna fucking die. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's funny. I mean, I was sweating in places I didn't know you could sweat. It was like Jurassic Park down in there. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Wild. Yeah, bring on the fucking baby powder. Old old Tuffy about hydroplaned off his own boots. Yeah. Down here. <laughs> here, but there was a whip at the other end, so if I hydroplaned out of my boots, I'd get fucking whipped and told to get back to work. <laughs> oh yeah, the old K rail, come on. Yeah. <laughs> oh, hey, you think that's bad? Just wait till you come to Squaw Valley this this September. You're going to see just how toasty it'll be. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm looking forward to it, but, I mean, at least I won't have to stand my ass underneath horses. Well, yeah, that depends on what kind of bronx you bring. Yeah, that is true. I'm, I'm trying to get the missus horse, actually. I got her convinced to bring it. Um, I just got to convince Jake I'm going to ride a horse I trust and not one of his. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's. You never know. He might cut you one to put on a show for everybody. Yeah, that's what I'm scared of. The horse he <laughs> told me, um, I'm gonna ride when I. We spent a weekend with Jake when I was down there, and um, he's like, "Yeah, I'll get him. I'll get him rode down a bit." And he was gonna have Brooke shoe him, 
And we gave him some A's, and well, that didn't help. Right. Um, still couldn't get his feet done. And then after I left it leave, about two days later, Jake sends me a, a snap and goes, uh, three horseshoers and a bunch of drugs, and I think we're finally getting a set of shoes on him. And I was like, did you want me to ride that motherfucker? Oh, and that's the some bitch that they had the the hay time as a lip chain on that fucker too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, and yeah, that's a bitch right there made a guy work for it. In California, I mean, I'm all for a good time, but I'd rather not die. Well, by the time you guys drive from Washington to California, that son of a bitch will be dead broke because he'll be so tired from the fucking truck ride. <laughs> Yeah, oh, it'll be a good time. I'll just stay drunk the whole time. <laughs> but, yeah. Well, it's a ranch rodeo. It's kind of a prerequisite for it, I think. Like, that's in the contract. Yeah. It's in the fine print. Yeah. That's a fact. How many hours difference is it for you than us, Tuffy? Well, I don't know. We are... We're at ten nineteen here time. Yeah, I lo- I looked it up earlier when I asked you if uh, if eight something my time was going to be too late. I thought, well, I think he's only an hour, and I looked it up. I'm like, oh shit, that's two hours ahead. Ah, oh, no big deal. He's he's on that old that old Kansas time. He's uh, making a sacrifice, doing doing what he's got to for the people. Got to keep yeah. the people entertained. Gotta yeah, keep, keep gotta the keep the happy. people entertained. You know, honestly, I'm surprised how many people listen to the to the after hours show. You know, I would have never thought in a million years that somebody would have listened to it, and they're just a bunch of idiots talking, especially me talking. <laughs> yeah, well, no, you know, I... now you got Jake and I. <laughs> They're really the, the the viewers might plummet now. <laughs> yeah, I I set uh, I set the bar pretty low tonight, didn't I? <laughs> hey, know, we can only I, go up from here. It's <laughs> a Saturday night, you know. We're gonna take her easy tonight. Oh, oh my god, man! Well, what do you boys got going on for the week? Oh, it's this—it's this cool thing called work. Yeah, you should try yeah. it. That's what the grown-ups are doing. Yeah. Yeah. No, I—I I got the same deal going on. I thought you guys might have something good and spicy happening. No, not really. I guess there's a new guy. Oh. Um. There's okay. a new guy starting at the feedlot on Monday, so this should be interesting. Oh boy. Does he does he have any kind of skills that you know of, or is he just a warm body coming to work? I have no idea. All I've been told about him, um, all I've been told about him is uh, he's a bull rider. That's all I know. Oh, oh, fucking good luck, buddy. He's a bull rider. Damn. So I I imagine, um, and the boss said, like, he was pretty adamant about telling him three or four times he was a bull rider. And I'm like, oh, yeah, this this is going to be entertaining. Yeah, he might not stick around too long. No. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. This will be something or other, you know? Yeah, and, and, you know, I'm not, like I say, I don't get along with people that well. 
And I mean, I know some some bull riders that are pretty handy, um, but they don't claim to be a bull rider. They just like to fall off. Oh, the bull, <laughs> bull getter honors. Yeah, yeah, that's about all they are. And, and I guess this kid fancies himself as actually a bull rider. So I was like, yeah, we're probably gonna knock heads. Yeah, he might have a little a little bit of pep in his step when he gets there. Not for long. <laughs> Not for long at all. Tuffy, do you got some guys that, that come from the feed yard and, and help you, like, kind of with your abscess rec doctrine stuff, or are you a one-man deal? Um, Mostly I'm a one-man deal. I got an old guy um, that works at the feed lot um, kind of just when he feels like showing up. Oh, man, I got one of those, too. Uh, but actually, <laughs> you know, he's really good. You know, he's been working for the feedlot for about 30 years. You bet. And he's just kind of one of them guys that um, is kind of semi-retired. Um, you know, he was a pasture rider out here for 20 years. Um, pretty pretty experienced, pretty good cowboy. And you bet. he's just trying to take it easy now. So he comes to the feedlot just to do something here and there, right? Yeah, give him something to do kind of thing. Yeah, so anytime I need help, all I gotta do is just pick up the phone in the morning and tell him to meet me at the coffee room. We oh, have shit to do, and he'll be there with boots, you know, with his boots on, ready to go. Just glad to help. You bet. That's always handy. So he, I know, um, Thursday there, he sure looked at me funny. He thought my idea was stupid, but hey, I thought it was a good idea. Granted, I didn't know how it was going to pan out, um, but it, it sounded good in my head. What What <laughs> was that? The bull loading adventure? Yeah. Hey, it worked. That's the most important part. Yeah, exactly. We got him on the trailer, and that's when he come to life and wanted to eat us, and we were trying to get the rope off. We got done that. I, I shit, it only took us like 20 minutes to load him on the trailer. Old Dale looks at me and he goes, well, I'll be damned. And I said, what's that? And he goes, it worked. And I was like, yeah, I was not expecting that to go like that. <laughs> Man, I had an adventure like that the other day. It wasn't quite bull loading, but I had an adventure like that the other day that was like, man, that could have gone way worse than it went. Yeah. Way worse. Like we we could we could have totally just biffed it right now, and, and it went good. Yeah, don't you love it when that happens? Right. Like I love it when a plan comes together. Yeah, especially when you're not when in your mind you're like, at any minute this is gonna blow up and go sideways. Yeah, for sure. Like we, I I roped him, and he stood up, and I kind of held him. And then I gave the rope to Dale. Dale dialed the rope up to the front of the trailer and everything. And I backed the trailer up close to him. And then Dale starts hollering at me and goes, this isn't going to work. And why isn't it going to work, Dale? And Dale goes, well, I put the rope on the wrong side of the trailer. Oh, shit. So, well, we'll, we'll undo it real slow, like real careful, like, and we'll try and run this rope back into the trailer where it's supposed to be okay good deal this isn't you know and here in my mind i'm thinking we're gonna undo this rope and this fucker's gonna leave right and he just stood there i was like well i'll be damned 
He just hung out. Yeah, just hung out. I mean, uh, he might have been. Wow, well, he not might have been. He was really sore. I hit him in the head about four or five good times that morning <laughs> with the side by side. Man, we loaded a couple bulls on the Humboldt River like that one time. And I mean, I'm here to tell you, they huh? gave it everything they had, and we gave it twice. I don't remember. I guess not. And we, we got them loaded in a hurry. Yeah. Well, I found him in a dugout that morning, and I thought, well, if I could get him somewhat moved up to the yard, um, then I could get him in a trail, right? Because bulls are worth quite a bit of money. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. So go, I started moving him, and I have the, I had this young kid with me there on Thursday, and he's just kind of he's just kind of there. He kind of helps out. He's just kind of like the feedlot mascot, right? He'll do a few things you send him to. Just young kid, just kind of working. His dad drops him off because his dad works there in the wintertime. So he got stuck with me that morning. And we're moving this sore bull out of the dugout. And you know it's going to be a fight, right? When they only got their head sticking out of the water and they don't want to leave the dugout. You're like, yeah, this is going <laughs> to. Oh, yeah. Looking like an alligator out there with just his fucking head poking out. Yeah. Just nom, 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 my brother. Yeah. So he got out of the dugout and he moved about 500 yards. And then he turned around and tried to take the side by side. And the only thing I could think of doing is I was lying straight up at him. And he was kind of backing up to me from me. And I thought, well, if I hit him two or three good times in the head with the front end of this side by side, maybe he will uh, still think different. Yeah, you got to give him something to think about. Yeah. <laughs> and this young kid goes, I've never seen that done before. I knew we were safe because I knew a bull couldn't flip over a side-by-side. And I'm like, wow, well, it could have went bad. I mean, I've seen him flip quads. I've seen him flip side-by-sides. Um, it could have went real bad. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he the, the that old bull probably stood there watching you guys move the rope around, kind of watching the show, too, figuring out what the hell was going on a bit. Yeah, right. yeah, he hadn't seen anything like that before in his life. <laughs> He's probably thinking, what in the fuck are these guys think they're going to get done here? Yeah. Yeah, and when, once we finally got him, got the rope set right, you know, I backed that trailer pretty much right up to him. So he just had to step on the trailer. I grabbed the prod and I looked at the prod and Dale looks at me and he goes, you know, this is an old fucking rope, right? <laughs> and I said, probably not the best rope I grabbed, is it? And he goes, no, it's not. And I'm like, yeah. so you're saying prodding is probably a bad idea. And Dale probably. goes, well, I wouldn't advise it if we don't need to. So I just got one of them cattle rattles off the back of the deck of my truck and just kind of tapped him on his ass. And he walked right. on. I'll be damned. He, he That's what I need somebody following me around with a video camera and I can do bull loading seminars. <laughs> <laughs> For $49.95, you can buy this video on how to load a bull without a horse. Exactly. <laughs> you need to start doing that on horses then. <laughs> Get your broom out. Yeah. Get in, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Yeah, it would have been definitely handy to have a horse, but, I mean, we got it done. And I was just being lazy that day. Right. 
And there was only well, I only had my one brow course, and Dale's like, I really don't want to rope the bull. Dale's kind of getting a little older and doesn't like that stuff, and neither do I. And I said, fuck Dale, you want me to rope them by yourself? By myself? And he goes, well, that could be an idea. And I said, you know, I'm dumb. But, um, you know, I might not play with fire today like that. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe I'm not that dumb today. What? Yeah. Never. Never. Yeah. No, I... Shit, I know. I know. When I was a lot younger, I used to think there was nothing I wouldn't wouldn't stick my rope on, and and I'd get some bitch on the trailer, let out of wherever they were. Now I was talking to to another buddy the other day. I'm like, dude, I'm kind of a pussy about, you know, I don't I don't really think I need to be doing that. There might be an easier way to go about it. Yeah. Wasn't that wasn't that me? I think it was you that I was talking to about it. <laughs> I mean, we only talk like every day. <laughs> It was either you or no, it was either you or Justin, one of the two. No, I was talking to I was talking to Justin about being I'm getting a little soft. I I don't want to get on a, a bad horse by myself anymore because fuck if I'm piled up dead, I need somebody to at least call nine one one or something. <laughs> what? Come on, Montelius, come on. Yeah, I'm a little bit of a sissy, but that's all right. I got kids now, man. Once you have kids, it changes your whole fucking attitude on things. Yeah, old Heath, he's, he, you know, he can't figure out 911 yet. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, not saying I'm pussy about it, but I just, you know, I think a little more before I uh, jump right in the middle of something. Nobody yeah, ever said you were. And you know, it's it's them wrecks where you get done. You get done doing it and you kinda look around at the situation and see kind of all the pieces unravel to the wreck and go, How the fuck did I not die? <laughs> no shit, uh you have that moment when you're like, hmm, this could have gone differently. Yeah. Yep. And, you know, sometimes having them guys with you, you know, just to call down. There we go. Sometimes some of them guys aren't even smart enough to do that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, when you're laying in the middle of the pasture with a broken shoulder. Should I call 911? Really? Really? Call 911. Well, I think that would be a good idea. How the fuck are they going to get out here? Yeah. What are they going to do? Yeah, well, they can drive out here. Dumbass, how, how did we get out here? Well, you can only ride out here. Yeah. So, how the fuck is 911 going to get through out here? Oh, yeah, yeah. I never thought of that. Yeah, you're a fucking bright one, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And I'm sure, I've been pretty good for the last few years, but I'm pretty sure there for a while, 911 had my number blocked because we were always taking somebody to the hospital, and normally it was fucking me. You know, when I lived in the Delta, I didn't call nine one one. I called Jake Nelson. <laughs> he was just lucky I was was in the area checking my cows to come oh, save your ass. I had a I had a big tell him tell him about your tell him about your horse incident. Man, I I'm here to tell you. You know, I was fresh off the desert. I was like, there ain't nothing I can't get through. Well, and I, I fucking told you. 
I found my my horse blew a flat tire in a big way. <laughs> I mean, we had a flat tire under the hood. You know what I'm saying? This shit ain't pretty. <laughs> so there I was moving a set of cows humbly by myself. Shit's going good. There's one fucking cow that sticks by herself. I'm like, mm, all right, I'll get around you. And I'm like, oh, this shit's just a puddle. This ain't shit. Nobody told me Jurassic Sissy Parak had fucking Loch Ness Monster sitting under the soil. All right. <laughs> this is not, this is like, this is some Vietnam shit. You know what I'm saying? All right. So I'm out there. We're fucking tiptoeing through this puddle, so to speak. And so we we get out there a ways. And pretty soon, homeboy, homeboy old ranch, he, he hits the deck. And I'm like, hey, like, get up, get up. And like. Nope, nope. He rolled over. We were about three foot underwater for a second there. I was like, oh, <laughs> we're landing in the Hudson. This shit ain't pretty. So there I was. I got out of the water and I called Jake and I was like, Jake, where are you? He's all, oh, I'm on Highway 4. What are you doing? I was like, no, I don't think you understand. I just, I literally just rolled three foot underwater, got pent for a second, got myself out. And uh, so we got out and we're sitting there. I was like, when you get on to Jersey, get a four-wheeler. Tell the Mexicans you're getting a four-wheeler and you're coming out to save my ass. And he's like, all right. So he got out there. He's all, the Mexicans didn't understand what I was saying. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't know. They just looked at me sideways while they were eating lunch. I was like, sounds about right. Well, let's get this fucking horse out of here because uh, I'm wet and it's hot. <laughs> so we got him out and and we were on our way back to camp and then about half halfway back maybe a quarter of the way back the four-wheeler ran out of gas yeah, fuck i forgot about that <laughs> it ran out of gas then we had to start walking and i was i was about three quarters of the way heat stroked out so i was i was about to fucking just night night irene so <laughs> we get back to camp. We sit there for a second. We're talking. He's all, well, I got to catch a ferry. I'll see you later. So I drink my Gatorade, and I'm sitting there. And then right as soon as he pulls out the gate, I just straight up projectile vomit, just straight out orange Gatorade. And then I just lay down and take a nap for three hours. <laughs> we were we were lights out, Irene. It was not pretty. It was well, no everybody has to have them come to Jesus wrecks every now and again. Keeps the guy alive. Right. This right. fucking guy had been on that ranch for about two days, and I told him, I said, hey, man, I don't know if you've ever been in country like this, but if it looks like a puddle, don't go near it. He said, what do you mean? I said, it ain't just a puddle. That fucker's a bog, and it's going to swallow you, your horse, whatever gets near it. Boy, sure enough. Sure enough. Fucking whippersnapper, don't listen. I had to come fucking play Captain save a and get him out. <laughs> it it what it didn't look that bad. All right. And then I I briefly had a second to review on myself and I looked back and and I I, I was I saw myself in Carlin, Nevada to I was with a guy that I worked for that I was like, mm nope, no more. I was out of there. He's all if it looks like the cows can get through there fine and they can get through there fine, don't follow them through. 
and then that hit my brain. I was like, oh, man. I fucked up. <laughs> I did a thing. I did a thing. It wasn't pretty. Don't you love making them phone calls? It was, it was, yeah, I had my tail tucked between my legs there. The worst part about it is where I used to work um, at Gladstone on that community pasture. I had to call the boss at least once a year and go, yeah, I did a thing. You're stuck, aren't you? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Did you drive to where I told you not to? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I did. Oh, it didn't look that bad. I thought I could make it. Yeah. Yeah, well, I told you it was bad. Well, in fact, you, I Biscuit made it could out not run the race like, that well, day. I thought you just didn't give it enough. <laughs> well, when in doubt, throttle out, right? Well, until your horse gets stuck. Yeah. Well, see, I never got my horse stuck. Um, I just got the truck and trailer stuck lots, and the boss cussed on me. Oh, that happens. If that if you aren't breaking it, you aren't driving it, right? Right. So. But when you get the horse stuck, then then that's a whole new level because you're like, oh, please do not waterlog yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Don't. I don't want to kill this motherfucker. I can buy another pickup, but if I can break, kill this horse, I'm gonna end up shorthanded. Yeah. yeah. This shit yeah. ain't pretty. Yeah. No, I've been there. I mean, I've been there. We had a young guy working with us at Gladstone, and he got a horse bog, and uh, we had to get a hoe, and we had to walk a hoe into a big marsh. About three miles to get him out. Oh shit! That was a fucking day. Good night. All me and Jake had to do is get a four wheeler and my rope. Yeah, no, we had to walk a hoe in, and then uh, we broke his rope because he's like, "Well, I'll just take my saddle off." And I'm like, "You're a dumbass. Why would you, you take that? your saddle off? That's the only fucking anchor point we got to that horse." Yeah, don't do that. Leave your saddle on, and we'll put the rope around the saddle horn, and we'll lift him out. And then we'll carry. You want to know how horses do not like getting picked up by a oh, hog? Just say that. <laughs> I bet. I bet that fucker was not digging it. No, I mean he kind of threw his legs around and swung a little bit, um, but mainly by that time he was pretty tired and I think just kind of said fuck it. You know, well, we broke his my- rope and then we had to get a chain and put a chain around the saddle horn. That's a hell of a saddle. It is pretty good saddle. I mean, I don't think it was doing some popping and some creaking. I don't think I would ride it after that, but he did. I mean, you know, when chicken lies and chrome don't get you home. <laughs> right? <laughs> Fuck. That's a hell of a deal there. Yeah. Yeah, I've yeah, been in a few of them fucking deals. And that was just a nice deal because I wasn't the one in the wreck. I was just like, this is awesome. Yeah, yeah. You're just standing back saying, what do I got to do to help? Because finally it wasn't me that did it. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it's real embarrassing when you got to take yourself to the hospital at like midnight to the emergency room. And tell a good-looking nurse what happened to you, and she looks at you like, how fucking dumb are you? You're like, dumb. Uh, Obviously. Oh, I rode my horse through that bug last week, and I was fine, you pansy ass. Yeah, yeah. No, the nurse was just like, I've never, I've heard of this happening, but I've never seen anybody dumb enough to do it. And I'm like, oh, here I am. 
Yeah. Now you have. You're welcome. Yeah. Yeah. They teach you not to do that when you were a kid. Yeah, I just got away with it for a bunch of years. Yeah, it oh, usually works right, right up boss, until you know. it don't. Yeah. Yeah, and then you got to call the boss and tell him why you're not. Ah, I'm going to be at work in hey. the afternoon. I'm still in the yeah. hospital. Well, you were fine when you left work. What'd you do? Had an incident. <laughs> I had an oopsie. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was a fun one. Had to fucking get and fucking shit picked out of my chest. That fucking hurt. What was that one? I I I let this thing fucking almost kick me off. Um when that fucking toaster blew up. Oh the on. toaster story. Yeah, so I'm gonna need I'm gonna need an in-depth story on on this. And who the hell doesn't unplug the fucking toaster before you fuck with it? Hey, you know what? What? You know, it, it happens. Shit. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Who would have thought? Right? Well, I, I went over to a neighbor's one night, had a little bit too much to drink, and come home, and I was hungry. So, I was going to make me uh, a toasted whatever kind of, I can't even remember what kind of sandwich I was trying to make, but I had to get the toast done first. Well, I forgot about it. And it got burnt a little bit in there, and then the one slice wouldn't come up, so I just grabbed a butter knife. You know, this is a good idea. Done it a million fucking times. Nothing's ever went wrong. Nobody told me they'd fucking blow up. You hear about them. <laughs> but you're like, kind of dumbass does that? I'm smarter than that. Apparently fucking not. And that image blew up, huh? Yeah, yeah. So I got that butter knife in there, and I kind of got rooting around, and that that um, that toast piece of burnt toast wouldn't come up. So I got a little bit more aggressive, and I pushed the knife through the toast and into the side of the toaster. Well, there was a bright light, and I seen fucking Jesus coming, <laughs> and wound up on the on the kitchen floor, and. Uh, Get up and go. Wow, that happened. So you stuck the knife in the toaster before it was unplugged. I never unplugged it. Who does that? Yeah, you, yeah. You know what? Yeah, you're right. <laughs> right? I mean, I honestly, I think, I think I probably would have done the same. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And this is a good idea. And then, I, so after it blows up, I stand up and go. Well, I can't make toast anymore. And I kind of went to rearrange my shirt, and that hurt, and I looked down, and there's all these little red spots and on my shirt, and I unbuttoned my shirt, and my chest is bleeding, and there's coil sticking out of my chest and my belly and pieces of plastic, and I'm like, well, that's probably not good. Wow. That's custom. Gosh, dang. Yeah, so you drive yourself to the hospital. Because um, I figured probably a professional should dig that out of me in case they hit something important. Yeah, yeah, you don't. Uh, that's one of them things. If if it struck something big in the boiler room, you don't want to be doing it by yourself. Yeah, that's why you gotta throw the toaster in the bathtub first. Hey, I'll get to that point in a minute. But, <laughs> oh boy. Um, you know, so I go walking into the hospital, and there's this this good-looking gal that's sitting there. And you're like, oh, this is going to be good. So you walk up to her and you go, oh, I need to see a doctor. 
And she goes, oh, what's your problem? You go, toaster fucking blew up. <laughs> she looked at me and goes, what? And I said, toaster blew up. And she goes, well, how'd that happen? And I said, apparently you don't stick a fucking butter knife in a toaster. <laughs> and she looked at me and she goes, you must have missed that class when you were growing up. And I said, no, no, I definitely got that class, but they just failed to tell me it would fucking blow up. <laughs> yeah, no shit, huh? And she goes, wow, everybody knows that. And I said, yeah, I heard of it happening, but I've never heard of it happening to anybody I know. So I just thought it was some dumbass that didn't know what he was doing. And she goes, and apparently you're the dumbass. Well, fucking clearly. <laughs> Look at my chest. Clearly. I'm the dumbass. Yep. You, you won that award. Yeah. So, and the worst part about it is they're sitting in their chair, and you know, this is a time you kind of start and have to sober up, right? And things are getting pretty clear. And the doctor comes in and he looks at you and he goes, Oh, I'll be right back. And then he walks away, and then like five interns come in with them just to see this fucking idiot. <laughs> you turned into a medical study real fucking quick. Yeah. yeah. You were the science project that day. Yeah, don't stick a butter knife in a toaster. Lesson learned. Got it. So, when I got released out of the hospital and was able to go home, you know, I got a few stitches out of it. No big deal. Whatever. All's good. I'm leaving town, and I thought, well, fuck, I need to buy another toaster. <laughs> so, I stopped, yeah. at, I stopped at Walmart and picked myself up a fucking toaster. And you know, I get the toaster home, everything, get done that afternoon work, and I start reading the fine print and the toasters, you know, like the instruction part of it. Uh-huh. You know, and it, it just amazes me the warning level, the warning labels on fucking toasters or anything. <laughs> it's like, dude, it says nothing about sticking a knife into the toaster. It doesn't say that's a bad idea. That needs to be on there. <laughs> What I was amazed about, or apparently people are just smarter not not to stick a knife into a toaster. Apparently they got that class. Yeah, I'd say I'd say they got that class all right. Yeah, Don't but what, knife from the toaster. what really got me is it says do not take your toaster into the bath or the shower. Is okay? Oh. Is she okay? Yeah, so, and that got me to thinking... You know, and I know I'm not the smartest person in the fucking world. <laughs> and you're like, but I'm not that dumb. You know, I've never been having a bath or a shower, and the light turned on in my head. And don't you know what would be really make this shower tits right now? If I had a piece <laughs> of fucking toast. <laughs> I'm gonna go get me toaster. I'm gonna plug it in, and I'm gonna put some toast in the toaster. And I'm gonna stand in it with the bath. <laughs> or in your shower. Watch it fucking go. Like, I'm dumb, but not that dumb. You know, what's that Tom Russell song? Stealing electricity? Two hearts. Yeah, that would fucking jump start you for sure. Yeah. That's like, you could jump start a tank with that. Yeah. So I've never had that bright idea, but uh, 
hey, don't stick a knife in a toaster, God, shit will happen. Boy, howdy. In a hurry. Yeah. Quick, fast, and in a fucking hurry. Yeah, there's bright lights, and you see Jesus coming. <laughs> you see Nicholas yeah. Cage doing a, doing a Christopher Walken impression? Just say, hey, you're talking to my guy, all wrong. He's got a toaster in the bathtub. <laughs> do that. I'll stab you in the eye with a soldering iron. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know if he was if Jesus was coming because I was close to meeting him, or if he was just coming to see how real. No, he couldn't have done that. I gotta go check this out. Uh, he was just seeing if you made that class or not. He's yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, he he got paged and he said, I gotta go see this shit. No fucking way. <laughs> yeah, no way did he do that. No I way. I bet he got down there and looked over me and go, oh, I'll be damned he did it. <laughs> he, he said, I've always dumb. wanted to see someone do that. Yeah. I kind of want to see somebody do it, but I want to see somebody do it from a safe distance. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I I really want to test this theory of blowing one up, but I want to figure out how to do it where I don't got to hold the butter knife, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I got I got just the guy for you. <laughs> His name starts with an N. <laughs> now, now. Don't need to be naming no names. <laughs> He'll be nope. fine. He'll be just fine. But you know what I did find works really good for getting toast out of a toaster? A plastic what? knife? Yeah, they make them like ceramic kitchen knives, like chopping up your vegetables and stuff. Uh-huh. Yeah, they, they there's no metal in them at all, so you can't blow yourself up winning. Hold, hold up, hold up a second here. So you blew a toaster up by using a metal butter knife, and then you've revisited... Getting the bread out with a knife, but I mean, I guess at least you shopped around and got something that wasn't going to blow it up. I don't think I'd ever use a fucking toaster again. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't got one now, but I mean, when you uh, when you're in a hurry, okay, and you got to get your toast out, and you grab said butter knife again, and you go to a toaster. It's like that uh, that newlywed joke. I don't know if you guys have heard it, but you look at it and you go, "Oh no, no, no! I'm smarter than that." <laughs> you know what works um, really good for toasting bread is an air fryer. Yeah, we <laughs> fucking air fryer. I'm just saying, you put it on 400 for like three minutes. I, Tuffy, I, I hear about this fucking guy's air fryer every fucking day. He's all, oh, I figured out something else. I like cook in the air fryer. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't have an air fryer. You should I, really I'm, look into it. You should it's look into it because they're pretty fucking handy. I should. Air fryer, straight up. Old Rose, Old Rose is looking at me like, yeah, that air fryer is good shit. Kind of sounds like an air fryer for you. If it if it broke, you'd be heading to town right quick to get one. Oh, boy, yeah. howdy. Like, right now, in a hurry. <laughs> Only, like, this one I got for free, okay? <laughs> like That's the best kind. Yeah, that's a whole other story for another day. So what, did somebody come over for supper and seeing you cook and go, I know what I'm going to get this idiot? You know, um, it, it goes along the lines of a prior person I was seeing. And then 
left them right before Christmas. And they're like, oh, you still want your Christmas gift? And I was like, yeah. So oh, duh. <laughs> yeah, like it's All right, you ain't you ain't getting shit, but yeah, what'd you get me? <laughs> I went to the tractor supply and I got him something nice. What a fucking guy you are, jeez. I think I think I got him like a I don't even know what I got, like a couple signs. It's no wonder Rose kicks your ass every night. <laughs> Maybe. I may or may not like it. <laughs> I like uh, it, Ross. Did you convince Rose that she, her and the kid are coming to the rodeo or what? I'm coming. You asked. Oh, ask that a girl. Here. Maybe I'm going to come Sunday for sure. Saturday's up in the air. Well, Saturday will be the good day. That's the day that we'll rope good. Sunday we'll all be fucking hung over and not worth a shit. And then Monday when nobody's looking, we're going to be roping like kings. I can't wait for Monday. I'm Everybody's pretty excited about this little Monday adventure we got after the ranch rodeo. Is that other than the, me, is that the Brandon Jabs? <laughs> We're gonna be having. Yeah, it's basically gonna be a wild horse roping with yearling cattle. It's all right. They're they're Coriannis and have Coriannis. They're wild enough. They won't get heavy. We gotta rope them as they're jumping over the fence. They're kind of like roping deer. They'll have plenty of life to them. Yeah, I'll bet. That sounds like a good my kind of time. I'm in. That's what I like to hear. It'll be it'll be the perfect parting gift for all you boys that got to go up north. Yeah. Right. Like things happen for like an hour. Well, Jake's supposed to be bringing me a horse. He said, "What's that?" I might just stay. I'll just bunk with one of you yahoos. Oh, there you go. Well, we got crying kids at our house. You don't want to bunk with us. Right. No, I got a bunk ride to sleep outside. Oh, there you go. I don't know. I got fucking barking dogs and a litter of pups barking outside. I don't think you want that shit either. You know, that's it's funny you say that. I was at um, a couple weeks ago. I went to a dog trial with a buddy of mine. We hauled his camper down there, and of course, you know, in our style, I got too drunk to find the camper. <laughs> and it was one of them deals where I was sitting beside the camper all night, and I just couldn't get into it. Couldn't find the fucking door. So I just grabbed my bedroll, and I just rolled it out on the ground next to the holiday trailer, went crawled in it, went to sleep. Well, in the morning, I woke up at like 6 o'clock, and there's two pissed off barrel racers. Man, me, they're not even my fucking dogs. I mean, if oh, I had fuck. my dogs, there'd be fucking chaos. <laughs> Everything would be running. Yeah. Yeah. And they're like, you you slept through them dogs barking all night, never heard a thing. Yeah. Ma'am, I emptied the ice chest. I didn't hear fuck all. <laughs> it's more like, ma'am, I am the ice chest. <laughs> <laughs> I have a feeling that that's what it's going to be like for me in Squaw Valley. It's going to be a rough one. It's going to be a damn good time, but it's going to be pretty rough. I'm going to probably have to dry out for a week after that. Yeah, or I'm going to dry it out. You. Well, it's you going know, to be, gonna... I mean, you got to think Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Oh. Well, I mean, I'm not driving at all this whole trip. Jake's doing all the driving. So I just keep drinking when we leave California and drink all the way back to Washington. 
You can drink all the way to to the airport. You'd be all right. Well, you kind of better be careful cash. crossing the border too drunk and getting on a plane. They kind of frown upon that nowadays. Oh, no shit. Yeah. Fire con Dios, amigos. Dirty bastards. It I is. Become one with the local people there for a second. Yeah, we heard you talking gibberish. The local people. You're literally the worst Mexican I've ever met. I. <laughs> I I keep fucking telling you I'm a fucking white guy with a tan, okay? Told Nobody you, you're a fucking Oreo. You're brown on the outside, white on the inside. And black from the waist down. Oh, fuck. All right. All right. Like, if you know me, you know what I'm saying. You feel me? Motherfucker. <laughs> I, 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 didn't, I didn't know hobbits come in, uh, in color. <laughs> hey, when I say taste the rainbow, feel the rainbow, everybody understands. Oh, for fuck's sakes. Oh, you. <laughs> the shit that you come up with sometimes. Why is it? It's all right. You got to let him come up with stuff like that every now and again to make himself feel better. Oh, uh, he's he keeps me entertained throughout the day. That's for sure. He does. He is good for entertainment. I cry it... every night. It's a good thing that I don't live in that country anymore because if I had to work with him, I don't know if I could uh, keep up with all the one-liners and odd shit that he says. Oh, now we got Rose tuning in. (laughs) Special guest star. (laughs) Yeah, now we got that celebrity shot tuning in here. Oh, fuck. Stay tuned. She, who knows what's going to come out of her mouth here in the next 20 minutes. <laughs> She'll probably cr- break the whip out and beat your ass. <laughs> She's probably about to back into somebody's car right now if we're not careful. Oh, you're going to back into the bush. <laughs> Boy. This, this Squaw Valley trip, though, it's going to be a damn good time. I'm looking forward to it. I got us. So we're good there. Uh, it'll be a good time. It Tuffy, is, it's going to be a real good time. Didn't you say there were some people coming down to watch us? Oh, there's like a shit ton of people that are planning on coming down to watch. Like, I probably know I've had like 15 people message me and say, hey, if we can make it, we're coming. Oh my gosh. So they're going to watch, they're all going to come watch us embarrass ourselves. Yeah, and then and then they uh, we'll bring all our own beer and our own food too, and we'll throw a big party. This is this is, somebody's going to jail. Not what well, ain't gonna be me. I can tell you that my wife I mean, already told me that I'm gonna be, be on my best story. behavior. None oh of us, yeah, we can't be the ones going to jail. We still have to rope. <laughs> like, I've been to jail in Fresno County. I ain't going back at all. <laughs> I ain't going back. <laughs> oh, yeah, so we're going to get into trouble, and there's going to be like a roping match with the cops or a fucking gunfight. Not, <laughs> not to mention, we'll have a northern fucking snow Mexican with us. <laughs> this shit ain't oh, going to be pretty. We got, we got Tuffy with the, this northern, northern snow Mexican Tuffy. I mean, he's just going to be like, oh, wait, Chivato, it's time to have to make the syrup, huh? <laughs> I'll just tell the cops 
we get into trouble, I'll just tell them I'm jacked on maple syrup and they ain't seen nothing like this shit before. <laughs> no, you gotta say, I'm sorry, officer, I don't know United States English, eh? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm used to talking to mooses and gooses. What are you guys doing down here? It's time to scoot in a boot and on down here, guys, okay? <laughs> Gonna go down to the local Tammy's. Yeah, we gotta go down to the Piggly Wiggly and get some Timmy's coffee, eh? <laughs> Who oh, fucking yeah. invited this guy? Jeez. Uh, things Everybody's going, oh, good, this loser showed up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And, like, like I hate to say it, but everybody's going to know the camp to be at because it's going to be ours. <laughs> Like, we're just going to have 600 people surrounding us at all times. <laughs> it's just, it's going to be pretty a sight, but not pretty at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, no, so I love Brett Davis coming down with us. Oh, boy. Yeah, Brett's coming. And then uh, I think Jake said, Andrew, the, the native guy's coming too, right? I think so. Because we needed to find a replacement for Sam Clark. That's right. Because Sam's busy. He can't make it. And Justin, he can't come either. I tried to get him coming. Justin. Got some other stuff going on. Oh, no. Sad face. Justin who? Uh, Stafford. Arizona Justin. Oh, okay. He, I haven't yeah. talked to him in a while. He said he was going to try and come, but he wasn't 100%. I seen one of his videos on, on TikTok the other day, and I had a good laugh about it. He's all, man, I tried to go in New Mexico. <laughs> it was the one where he's talking about how them guys just, like, he was on Colts, and he just wasn't fully equipped. And I was like, man, I know what that feeling feels like. Yeah, I've fucking been in that kind of spot myself. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, that crazy bastard sent me a couple weeks ago, sent me a video, and he was doing a a dry pack somewhere is just a pack on his back getting getting in shape for hunting and he puts his shoe and anvil in and walks like eight miles. Oh my gosh. I'm like, no thanks, oh, fucking... I'll just fucking die. Hey, and he's not a real big guy. His fucking pack weighs damn near as much as he does with that All anvil right. in it. He weighed more than he did. Yeah, he went eight miles or something like that. That dude's an animal. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't want to piss him off. He'd run faster than me. Yeah, he can run but, faster than me, but I could probably roll faster than he can run, so I'll be all yeah. right. <laughs> well, you know, either you're athletic or you're not. One of the two. One of the two. Yeah, well, you're I mean, either the one that's going to make it away from the bear or the one pushed down. Yeah, sometimes you eat the bear and sometimes the bear runs you down yeah. and then just falls <laughs> you. Yeah. Just one of them deals, you know. It is one of those. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, no, there's supposed to be a bunch of people coming down, so that would be cool. Hell, yeah. Yeah, hell, yeah. We're just going to – we're going to be real embarrassed there for a minute, but then we'll get it all together. Yeah. Oh, I'm, you just I'm have a – used to being embarrassed. couple hydraulic sandwiches at the trailer before we go. We'll be all right. Yeah. Yeah. You don't know what a hydraulic sandwich is, babe? Fucking Keystone Light. There's it's, a pork chop in the bottom of every can. Yeah, there's a it's a pork chop sandwich. The only year that you like 
Well, not the only year. Besides- oh, right. Well, well, take on. You're chiming in here. I feel like you're talking some shit now. Wait a minute. We got to hear from Becky because we heard from Rose. <laughs> so the only year that I've seen him do any, any like, decently good. Okay, that's a lie. Take it easy here. Sorry. He does really good for the most part. I usually just put together a sh- not a very strong team. And so then by the time his second go round is, then he's blood, I don't know, he's blood red eyed drunk. Yeah, shit face, <laughs> fucking drunk, like, fuck it, whatever. <laughs> and it's all good shit. I like yeah. to, I try to put together a team where I'm, you know, kind of the weak link on it, but the last couple of years, all I put together is. I was the strongest on the team. Not to, not trying to, like, not trying to brag or or, or be like All kind of a. To throw the rope every time. So I hope you guys aren't afraid to throw your fucking rope because all these guys every time they're like scared of the cows. Scared. You gotta get that son bitch out of your hand. It's a timed event. Yeah, I'm not yeah. scared to throw my rope. Sometimes I wish I was scared. Me too. <laughs> you know, sometimes I try to rope in the crowd, so you know, hey. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I hope anyone that's coming is feels lucky if I try to rope out of the crowd, all right? <laughs> that's all I'm saying. I roped a cow there the other day by myself. Yesterday, I guess it was. I roped a cow by myself, and it was one of them cows I really didn't want to catch. Oh yeah. So I was like, you know, just to feel good about myself and to say I tried, I'm just going to kind of throw a shitty dink loop out here, and I won't catch you. Right? Yeah, I threw that shitty dink loop out there, and you just watch that rope flow out there, and then all that's going through your mind is, well, fuck. That never fails when you're throwing one of them loops where you're like, well, I got I got a half-ass try at least. I feel like those fuckers put their head in it for you, and you're like, well, fuck. Yeah. Now, now, now I got to deal with the repercussions of what I thought was a good idea. Yeah, and that's yeah. exactly what that cow did. As that rope was floating out there, she just turned and looked at me, and that rope just—I mean, if you had a camera, that would have been the perfect picture, perfect picture, right? Oh, this guy is spot on. He knows what he's doing, and all this goes <laughs> through my mind as well. Fuck me. <laughs> Uh, I was trying. Idiot. I was trying to hit her in the shoulder and at least say I tried to some bitch fucking put her head in it. Yeah, I tried to rope the tree branch like a mile back and it just didn't fucking work. Okay. Yeah. Oh man. You know, I think I'm just I'm just gonna start going hard and fast sometimes. Hey, that's not a bad idea. I I did that a bunch at the beadlot this winter. It was kind of fun. Yeah. You know. Was it? I, go ahead. I was listening listening to you when you talked to Benji the other day about it, and I really got to thinking, I'm like, man, if I had a controlled environment like that was for you, you know, where you're in a pen, things aren't going to get too wild and western, I think I'd I'd really have the nuts to nut up and try it, but yeah, fuck, see, out, I, I can't out by myself, I just don't think I could do it. I wouldn't do yeah. it by myself, like out in the pasture, I want to cut loose if I have to. Exactly. Yeah. But I tell you what, for them young horses that you're just kind of drumming on and not getting anywhere with, um, in a feedlot pen, there's, I mean, yeah, they buck you off and run around the feedlot pen, but they're fucking contained. Yeah. Um, 
it's actually it worked out pretty good for me. Right. I could see like how you're talking about with that that fill you were riding. It kind of gave you the ability to to two hander and and build that confidence in her. Like fuck, that makes a lot more sense really to think about instead yeah, of. I mean, you're trying to ride a colt and you got your McCarty, you got you know forty or fifty, however much rope you got, and a fucking wreck at the end of it. It's kind of a lot. I'm a lot more of a mess than a guy so. needs. Yeah, and all I made sure that I had with that filly when I tied off is I just made sure I had forward movement in her, like real good forward movement. Like if I ask her to go forward, she's going forward. Yeah. Because I figured if anything went wrong, all I got to do is ride up on this animal, right? I just got to ride up. Right. Yeah. And then she stops getting tugged on and shit. And I mean, I probably didn't do it the true. I didn't put a horn knot. I just threw a half hitch and left about a two foot tail. Oh, there. there you go. So shit got real western real quick and I needed to get loose. All I had to do was pull on that rope and it would just come off. Right. But, um, you know, I did that for like a week and a half on her. And at the end of the week and a half, her open off for every day. She is a different horse. Hell yeah. Was she a was she a outside horse or a, yeah. a personal horse? She was an oh, outside gotcha. horse. You bet. I didn't didn't know if she was one of your own that kind of you know went through that this winter and then you know going out on the pasture and doctoring on her see what it what it really kind of transpired into making a horse out of her. Yeah, I, I mean I had her for the first part of the spring during calving time and I roped a few cows off of her and I roped a bunch of cows. And, I mean, what little pasture roping I did on her, um, you know, you could really see she got it, right? She wasn't scared of it. She was just, well, well this is just another day. Let's go to work. Oh, yeah. Built built a lot of confidence in it probably then. Yeah. Right. Man, I've got a horse coming in to me here this coming week that is – he's, he's going to be cool. He's, he's a – He's a bulldog horse. A buddy of mine has a PRCA guy, and and uh, he he basically was like, "Hey man, you wanna you wanna ride her and work off or ride him and work off him for a while and and just see where he goes." And I'm like, "Hell yeah, that'd be badass, you know, to say, hey, this is you know so and so are so PRCA bulldogger's horse, and and you know not." Not so much that it's just like it's a PRCA horse, but to say, you know, this is how much variation horses have because there's so many people out there that go, well, you know, you know, this horse is meant for this. So he can't he can't go and he can't have a job doing anything else but this. Well, and when people start putting labels on horses like that, I mean, that's why you see so many blowing up horses. Exactly. Right, and that's that's my favorite thing to do is to pick up horses, no matter if I buy them or or I'm riding them for someone. It don't matter what they do. I'll take a dressage horse on any day of the week, and and go out and just turn them into a, another ranch horse. And then, you know, because if you lo- really look at dressage, I'm gonna go on a little bit of a little bit of a, a side tangent here for a second, because growing up, my mom and and my aunts and whatnot they they were real big into dressage in that three-day eventing and that's how i got my start was was doing classical dressage 
everybody can call me what they want. I don't care. No, no. <laughs> but, however, what I am saying is that, like, dressage is a really disciplined sport. But at the same time, if you work your dressage horses on cows, you're going to get twice the animal in that dressage pen. Or you're going to get twice the balanced horse in a branding pen. Well, I mean, um, me, me and Tommy, we were talking about that the other day on the phone. And, you know, dressage is one of the, it's, it's one of the most, it's the best training you can put on a horse. Them dressage horses are so adaptable and they can go in so many different ways just because of their training. Right. Exactly. You know, it's just proper when you really get down to the bit to the the brass of it. Um, yeah. Dressage is just basic horsemanship, basic horse training. Yeah. Right. It's it's taking those, you know, those kind of core elements to train in most any kind of horse and refining those and you know that's really the basics of it. Well, that's why you see them, them horses, them young horses, because I've rode a few colts that have been, you know, they've had 90 days of dressage training put onto them. They're the handiest motherfuckers you'll ever ride. Okay, here's my question to you guys. Let me let me just pick your brain for a second. Where do bridal horses in your, you know, where do the bridal horses originate from? Well, they come originally, you know, as my understanding, they come out of Spain. Right. Yeah, the old so, the old Spanish style. Then then when when you look at what I don't I'm sure you guys have heard of it, but they also have a classical school called the Spanish Riding School, and it's a dressage school. Yeah. So when you, I mean like in my humble opinion, this is where I connect both the dots and why I think Dressage horses are just that much handier. Not, I, I wouldn't say that much handier, but I mean they're just so adaptable, like you said, Tuffy. That's that's where I connect the dots and say, oh, well, holy cow, you know, you got this Spanish riding school, and then you got the bridle horses. You know, the only really only difference is because they're just like if you if you really look at some of these guys when they're riding them good, well trained bridle horses. It's the same moves as a dressage test, you know. Yeah, oh yeah. Without a doubt. Yeah. And I don't know if you guys have seen him or not, but I've I've talked to him a few times, but that Reed Sykes on, on TikTok, his wife is big into the into the uh, uh eventing. I think she was on the United States Olympic team if I if I'm if I'm straight in the mind here, but she is really big into it. But he also like he is, I've noticed that he has the the dressage in him too, and and but he rides bridle horses and he trains bridle horses and and so forth, and just he just takes in horses and gets them right in the mind, and he is he is a very humble guy, very good at what he does too, when it comes to meeting both worlds in one spot. Yeah. Well, I I think everybody, you know, I. I think everybody is shooting for that right now. Right. To have that with their horses and to be that, have that connection with the horse. Right. And I mean, if you're not shooting for that, we're like, really, what are you doing, right? Right. 
I mean, at the end of the day, we're all we're all trying to get to the softest, most supple part of a horse. So you know, and <laughs> that leads me to the next thing is is seeing all these guys on TikTok going, "No, you're doing this wrong," and and whatever social media, Facebook, TikTok, whatever. It just cracks me up because they're all, "Oh, you're doing this wrong. You're doing that wrong," and it's like, mm, "Come on, guys, we're all we're all here to do the same thing, but everybody does it a little different," you know. Well, and I mean, you're seeing so much of that now um, with social media. You know, like we'll just um, we'll just kind of pick on the Buckaroo influence right now, right? Right. Um, there are definitely handy Buckaroos out there. I mean. There's handier guys out there than me. You know, I kind of fancy that style. Um, I like that style. But now it's almost just kind of a shame because any asshole can buy a flat hat, a weighed saddle, and a spade bit and go, hey, I'm Andy. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And, and just, I mean, if you go down the rabbit hole of TikToking for long enough, you'll find there's a couple of them guys out there that got their flat hat, their white shirt buttoned all the way to the top collar. And, uh, they're, they'll, you know, they look like they're about 14 years old and they want to tell you that they're the baddest buckaroo around and this and that. Like, well, it's funny you bring that up because I had a young kid out of the Dakotas um, message me and tell, like, he, yeah, I guess he tuned into the podcast a little bit and then he, he was messaging me for a while. And I said, well, if you got something to say, call me because I hate, I hate this messaging bullshit. If you got something to say, call me. So he ended up one night, he gave me a call, and he's like a 19-year-old kid, and I think I had him about crying on the phone. Oh, boy. I James, I wonder if it's old boy we were talking about. What's that? I bet. I wonder. Oh, James and I, we we went down this rabbit hole talking about this the other night. There's there's a couple of them guys on there, and and uh, <laughs> I'm not yeah, going to name you know. names, but the first nope. letter of his name starts with a J. I'll be fucking go to hell. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. So if we're all thinking about the same young guy. Yeah. 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 I I about had him crying a couple weeks ago on the phone. I told him he was a wet nosed little prick. (laughs) That's fucking great. Well, I see the, the. And he's like, well. We do these things for a reason. I said, we, you're doing these things because you think it looks cool. Sure, you can throw them fancy shots on the dummy all fucking day long. I said, I know you exactly who you're talking about. I said, yeah. you want to fucking medal? And he goes, what do you mean? He goes, them are the shots we throw every day out on the ranch. And I said, the fuck you do? And I said, don't get me wrong. Them big shots, them big long shots, them fancy shots. I said they're fucking cool, but I don't practice to throw them. They're cool, and they have their place. To throw a shot, I can make, and to get a job done. And then he kind of started giving me some some static about tying off, and while you're just abusing cattle, and you're just doing this, and I said, you know, there's probably a lot handier guys out there than me um, that come down from Texas and tie off and show you how to work a rope. Right. It doesn't matter how we do it. I mean, that's what's kind of so intriguing to me about them them Texas Cowboys that tie off. 
I mean, they're doing it because that's the country that they cowboy. That's just how you have to be, and you better get fucking good at it. Yeah, exactly. You better, you better get them between mesquite thickets because you don't have another shot after that. Yeah, and I, you know, you run into some of that in Nevada too, in the willows. Them cows, they understand what willows are, and they know that that you know what we better get in them willows so so they you know so they don't oh, yeah. get around us. That, a cow raised in in you know just those two environments for for argument's sake. Them fucking cows, I don't care how dumb, stupid, whatever you want to call a cow, that cow knows how she can get away, where she can before you right. could ride the pasture for fucking three days straight and never think, oh well, you know, if I don't catch her right here, like I'm never gonna see this bitch again. Right. Right. And a lot of them guys, like that rope tied off, I mean, they're handy. And they don't abuse their stock, and they don't abuse their horse. I think, you know, because I've, I've kind of caught myself a couple And these fucking guys that are tying off, you know, they're they're pretty rough on stuff. And I don't know if if maybe it's how some of these guys really are or if it's, you know, with TikTok and Instagram and everything. You know, everybody wants a cool video. But well, I think yeah. there's a lot more of them guys tying off that aren't turning them, you know, assholes yeah. inside out. Yeah. When they're roping well, that shit tied off. Well, I had a guy, and um, when he gets some free time, um, he's going to let me know, and he's going to come onto the podcast and everything. But he sent me some videos of him and his dad roping out on the pasture. And they're just roping, like, uh, wheat field yearlings. Right. And they were both tied off with 30-foot ropes. And they never choked anything out. They never dumped anything. They never, you know, they never abused cattle one bit doing it. Right. And well, like the guy told me on the phone, he goes, shit, if we abuse cattle, we get fired. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's You're costing somebody out. money when you're doing that. Yeah. That's exactly what I was going to say is that like most of the time on TikTok, when, or just, I mean, man, I feel like a douchebag just mentioning TikTok. But at the same time, like most of the time, when you see the videos of these guys, and they they're just dumping cattle left and right straight on the ground, just on the ground. And them guys like those are that just brings a bad name to it all. Yeah, well, but, I mean, it's just like these young kids that are calling themselves horse trainers, and they put a video on Facebook oh. or Facebook or TikTok. They step on that young horse, and they jerk his head clear around to their kneecap, and then they start pulling pulling or spurring them in the other shoulder to get them to move around. Like, if you're going to be a dink about it and you want to claim yourself as a bronc rider... Give the horse a fair shot at you. Give the yeah. horse his head and just step on him and spur him in the shoulder. Yep. Like, you're doing this to fucking because you think you look cool. This is how yep. cowboys are supposed to be. Um, if you're mad enough to step in that saddle and crank his head around and beat on him, Give that fucker his head and even out the playing field a little bit. And if he yeah. bucks you off, well, you lost and he won. Yeah. Well, well and yeah. you're them, all them guys they're they're forgetting the main principle of like at least the way I was raised is when I step on a colt, I don't care if it's at a trot, a walk, running off. I want forward movement out of that motherfucker because if he's got time to stand yes. there with his head cranked around, he's like a you know a. a 
uh, clock spring or whatever, he could be just lining up and flip over and fucking try to kill you. But yeah. if you get some forward movement out of him, his mind is thinking, well, I got to go forward. I got to go forward instead yeah. of how am I going to kill this dumb fat fuck that's trying to get on me right now? Yeah. Well, and that's that's like, you know, Jake, like you saw some Snapchats and whatnot, some videos of when I was living over by Fallon and I was riding them Colts and I was trotting out through the desert and, and like, I think I sent you the one and I was all good. A guy I used to work for, he told me strike a long trot on that motherfucker so he can't buck you off. And then as soon as I said that, I, I cursed myself. Yeah, you did. <laughs> and, and he just broke into... But at the same time, I still got forward movement out of him, and I still got the job accomplished of, of what I was trying to get done, even though, like, I didn't have a full-time job of exactly, like, oh, we got to move these cows. I was just riding some colts for some people and putting some buttons on them, you know? Yeah. Well, that's the problem with social media, though. You know what I mean? Everybody's a fucking cowboy when they come onto there. Right. You know, everybody's at the top. You know, I am the best out there. Fuck you, you're the best. Come out to my country. I know I'm not the best, but I can damn sure outride you. Right. Well, and here's the thing, too, is that, like, the most handiest people I know, they never post anything about how handy they're not they are. Gonna, they they're not exactly anything well, on social medias. I mean, that's the thing. You want to see... That's why you don't see these real handy guys on Facebook or TikTok because they don't have the time because they're busy working. Right. Right. Well, and exactly, too. <laughs> that just that just blows it all out of the water right there. Yeah, and that's why every every class, whether you're you you know, you're a Texas cowpuncher or you're a fucking buckaroo or whatever the fuck you classify yourself as. Right. Um, why so many of these classes get bad names and guys bitch about it? Right. I mean, well, as long as you can get the job done, treat my cattle with respect, um, not abuse them, ride your horse with respect, not abuse your horse. Um, hell, I, I don't care if you fucking wear a skirt when you go out right. to cowboy and you rope with rubber or you rope. I, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, yep, I agree 100%. Treat the cattle, well, treat the cattle and the horses with respect, and get the job done. Exactly. I don't care how you do it, but don't fucking come around here, puff your chest up, tell me how badass you are. You're the baddest buckaroo, or you're the baddest cow puncher ever, and then be turning shit inside out, or be doctoring your lens of the guy, and they have to choke him fucking down so you can try to throw some big old fancy forty foot hip shot. Like just ride in there and rope him. Yeah, yeah. Take care of the fucking animals. Yeah, and like. You know, this young kid that I was I, I was cussing out on the phone, um, I said, you know, we don't have time for them for them fancy shots. Like we gotta get something caught, get moved on and get on to the next job we gotta do. Yeah. Right? And on the pasture, I don't care if whoever it is, rides in there, kinda throws a grass gets in the way or doesn't throw the best shot and only comes up with one foot because he was bitching that you should never throw your rope unless you're going to catch both feet. It's easier oh, on the animal that way. No, it's actually harder on the animal if you got to throw your rope in there 30 fucking times to catch two feet. Exactly. Yeah. Right in there, catch I, can... one. I don't care if you catch him by a toe. If we can lay him down, we'll lay him down. Right. Exactly. 
That's a fact. You know, it's just fucking social media makes everybody think they're pretty handy. But, yeah, you know, the more and more ranch managers and guys I talk to, like um, a few of them I've talked to in the last little while, like my one friend, he goes, fuck, I won't hire somebody with a flat hat. He goes, fuck that. Yeah. And he goes, you know, I'll hire, you know, and I, I'm saying that with a little bit. Um, you know, it depends who you are. If he knows who you right. are and you're, and, you know, somebody on the crew is, is um, putting a good word for you, you know, he'll go on that. But if you're just a young guy walking in and don't know anybody there and you're wearing a, long, a flat hat and you're packing a 70-foot cotton on your rope, he's just going to look at you and go, hey, you should get down the road. Yeah. Unfortunately, <laughs> you know, some some people in this, this world here lately – due to social media and big egos have made a bad name for themselves and it just it just don't work that way you know it's like it why would you, you just out talking yourself yeah and i mean if you go into like if i had a guy come here and he was wearing a flat hat but said he didn't really know anything and just wants a job i'll probably go on right oh hell yeah we're looking for a guy you know Come work for me for two weeks, and at the end of the two weeks, we'll talk if you're going to stay or if you're going to go. Yeah, probation period. Yeah, but and it, it depends on the guy. And you go, um, I rope with a 70 foot cotton, I'm the handiest motherfucker that ever come around. Yeah. How about you just find somewhere else to be? What's exactly. Is, was it a Waddy Mitchell? Was it a Waddy Mitchell poem that was talking about the kid that got a job on her ranch and he, uh, he was talking about how he could ride the high stepping kind. It was called the high stepping. Yeah, I I think it's a Waddy Mitchell. Yeah, and he was talking about oh, I can I can get by them high stepping kind, and and the first horse they gave him bucked his ass straight off, and he just he just lawn darted in the dirt, and it just kept happening, kept happening, and then finally he become pretty good cowboy, and and you know a, a camp job come out come up, and at this point in time the kids said hey you know. I've been here for about two years or so, I think, the way the poem goes. <laughs> and he, and the, the cow boss goes, well, I'll give you this chance, but just promise me one thing. And he goes, what's that? And he goes, never tell anyone again how good you are about getting around the high-stepping kind. Yeah. You know, that was that was a good humbling moment. And it, it's, it's all about class anymore. You know, it just, that's, that's. One thing, I was riding down the road with a buddy of mine and Carlin that I lived next to when I was in, in a camp job there, and he lived in the camp next to me, and he was he was significantly older than I was, but we'd become pretty good buddies, and we were, we were going to town or something, we are going to do something, and he goes, you know, here's, if there's one thing I can tell you, because I, I was picking his brain about this and that, not, you know, just real humble, like, just picking his brain trying to trying to get some good knowledge and whatnot and and he goes if there's one thing i can tell you just be classy i go what do you mean he goes you don't see james shoshone or greg snow or woody harney or dave stamey or so forth and so on you don't see them coming to town dirty face and 
dirty clothes and and you know like they just got off their horse and got in the truck and headed to town that's the biggest thing is is they're always presentable and every time you see them they always stick their hand out and say hey how you doing and they don't go around telling them telling other people hey this is what i can do and this is what i can do and you know like this is the way things should be done i go you know what but you're 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 right you're 110 percent right like class is everything in this day and age to you know not just to not just to act like you're above somebody but in order to to show someone that hey i'm teachable and and i'm like i i want this job and i'll sit down and i'll shut my fucking mouth for a minute just to learn from you that that's everything yeah you just said a word right there james teachable teachable I used to pack this kid around when I lived down south. I I had this this young kid at the time, and and uh, he didn't really know nothing, but he wanted to be a fucking cowboy like bad. And I was day working almost every day, like you know, I catch a cow, kind of a little bit of everything. And I said, well, like I'll pack you around, but you know, like you're gonna have to listen and kind of kind of start picking things up. And I did, and I packed that kid for I think. Over it two was, years, and, and he got while. to work. Yeah, it was like two, two and a half years. Took him on a wild cow catching job I had, and and uh, you know it, there was a lot of bumps in the road, but he got to where he was. He was getting to be pretty decent to be around, and and uh, man, I quit packing him around, and I last I heard, he's bounced around four, five, six different ranches, and and his his skill set never never evolved from that time has grown to a level where you know he wants to tell you how good he is but he can't show you how good he is and, and uh i i feel i you know i kind of want to feel bad for the guy because you know i remember him as a 15 16 year old kid that i was packing around when he was learning but now it's like fuck man you're like 22 23 whatever you are and you still got the same skill set as when you were 18 but you're kind of kind of running yourself out of places to go to yeah. because he stopped being teachable. Yeah. Well, well you I can go work at any new place. Like, hell, I'm learning a lot of new stuff here. Where yeah. I'm at right now. You know. Yeah. And you've been doing this for 20 years, 15 years, whatever it's been. Yeah, I've been doing it all my life, right? And I'm still learning new things. But I think, I mean, I think if you're if you're riding horses, handling cattle, or or you know, there's nothing wrong with bouncing ranch to ranch. If you're keeping a good, you know, a good reputation, you're keeping your ego in check, and you're learning something everywhere you go. Here's here's the way that I kind of I kind of see it. Good, there, I'll good, be. You guys bet. keep talking. I'll be right back. You bet. Here's here's kind of my thought on on because I like I hear about a lot of people bouncing around ranch to ranch. You know, here's my thought. If you want to bounce ranch to ranch, that's fine. But you got to keep a good name for yourself. Exactly. You know, you say, hey, I want to come for your fall work. And at the end of that, I'm I'm going to go here. And if you just want to bounce around and see new country and see what's out there and see these places that, that Chris Ledoux sang about or, or whoever, 
you know, if, if that's something you're after to see all this country and see these places, then by all means, go for it. But if, if you're out there to, to prove a point that you're such a fucking cowboy, then, I mean, maybe this, maybe, maybe it's not for you. Well, and the other thing too is times have changed, right? It's not the '80s in Nevada anymore. Yeah. Where, where fucking every ranch, you could, you know, you could pack your your shit here, leave on good terms, say, "Hey, thanks for, thanks for the work. I'm gonna go over here because I heard they got different country or yeah. different cattle or better horses or whatever," and pull up in the driveway and they hire you right then and there. You know, I I right. don't I think the days of a uh, uh, bouncing around kind of saddle tramp i think those days are are pretty well over anymore because you know corporations have bought so many of these big ranches oh, and yeah it just changes it's changed the landscape of how getting employed on a ranch works anymore yeah well, that's a fact i mean the big thing about it now is at least from what I can see in, in my part of the country is I mean we used to do that quite a bit every summer um it wasn't uncommon for guys to switch different pastures and go and work somewhere else. Um, you know, out here about straight riding now, uh, you're only going to get that on a community pasture. Right. Right. So lots of guys do that. But the problem with that, even that I've seen through the community pasture is that you, you start jumping from pasture to pasture and here and there. Well, why are you jumping? Why are you exactly. always going somewhere? It might not be a boss issue. It might be a you issue. And a lot of bosses now um, are getting to the fact where they don't want guys to be jumping around anymore. Like, I bring them here. I teach them the pasture for a year. And then he goes somewhere else. Like, I need guys yep. that can hang around. They're getting sick of just always teaching somebody the pasture over again. Right. Well, and that's one thing you just said. Why are you jumping? It's not a boss issue. It's a you issue. And I was talking to my buddy the other day about a, a kid that, that Jake was kind of describing, um, maybe a different guy or so. And, and this guy, he quit one. Well, yeah, he quit one place, but really he got fired twice. <clears throat> and uh, so that guy I was talking to, he goes, yeah, he tried to get a job here and, and so-and-so had heard about him and he tried to get a job here and so-and-so heard about him. And at what point, what point do you realize that, Hmm, maybe, maybe it's not an employment issue. Maybe it's a me issue, you know? Yeah. Like, cause he uh -huh. would go places and there was, there was a guy, there was a pretty significant, well-known cow boss that this guy was sitting in the bar and he was talking shit about a place that he worked at. And and that, that guy, that cow boss said, well, you know, it's the ranch is pretty much only good for the people that work on it. And and it's up to you to make that fucking place great. All right. So if you don't want to make it great and it's a shit, maybe you need to look at you and say, hmm, how could I do this better? So it's it's a better place to work at. And so you need to fucking reflect on that. And that guy sat down and he shut up real quick and he sat there like a dog with his tail between his legs. And I thought that was pretty entertaining. Oh yeah. I mean, 
And you know, it's getting to the point now with the with you know, there not being so many big outfits around and a lot more family run ranches. Right. They're not looking to hire somebody that's gonna run off in six months. Right. Right? They wanna hire somebody that hey, I, I, I wanna I wanna be a part of this place. I, I wanna build with you guys, you know. Right. So, you know, like the last place I worked, shit, I was there for six years. Yeah. You know, and the place I'm at now, I'll probably be longer than six years here. Right. Unless a better opportunity comes along. That's that's the thing, too, is that, like, you know, it's it's hard these days because, you know, a good company man, it's hard to come by. But at the same time, like, when you come by him, you got to take care of them. Exactly. Yeah. And if you if you don't if you don't take care of them, and they they hear about something that, to make their lives better, or or you know to make their family's lives better, because anymore, like you know, if you get a good company, man, then these guys, you know, they 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 start families and they have to take care of their families. So, you know, it's it's hard to live on seventeen hundred bucks a month. And live out way out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, because you're not making enough money, really, really to do much. I mean, you're gonna might be able to survive on, but if your right. your wife needs to go to work to make m- real money for the family, then what the hell do you do when you're that far out? You know. Yeah. Yeah. When, when and it's, it's like day working. Down. Day working around like 150 bucks at least around the area I'm in. That's still what most people are stuck on paying. Right. Okay. If I blow a tire on my pickup, that's 300 bucks. Yes. Most of the time, it's 150 bucks to f- 151 moment. I think that'll get me three quarters of a tank of diesel. If I lose yeah. a trailer tire, there's 250 bucks. So you want me to come work for less than one, you know, one consumable part of the whole shit and operation I have to have to come do your shit for no money, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and these guys your are ass off too. Well, and sometimes you don't sometimes, you know, Oh, we're going to ship. Okay. So you get there at five, you gather, you ship however many loads are done by eight thirty nine o'clock. Oh yeah. For, for sure. four hours, 150 is nice, but it's yeah. still, just, it's still hard to justify those, those kind of day wages with yeah. the cost of what everything is now. Well, in 150 for four hours, you know, you walk away, you walk away at the end of the day, at the end of those four hours, and you're like, oh, man, I made 150 bucks. But then you get to the house, and then, you know, you got your wife and your kid, and, and then you're all, she's all, how much you make today? She's all, you're all 150 bucks. And then you sit down in your chair and you think about that. You're like, fuck, 150 bucks. That's like, like two bags of frozen burritos. <laughs> yeah, it ain't much. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think that's why these these family run outfits are are the place to be these days, right? Right. I agree. You know, if you can get on with, you know, like the place I work for, they're family run outfit. Um, and you know what? Um, I've worked for a lot of good bosses. I still hold my old boss. I rode for for the six years. I still hold him in high, high respect. 
And right. if he ever called me and said, hey, I need help, I'll try and move mountains um, to get down to him, to give him a hand. But this place comes first because these guys take uh, care of me. Exactly. Oh. I know I'm in, I'm in the, the same boat with you. My last two, last two ranches I worked for, if you know, I still hold them in high enough regard that if they, they called and said, hey, you know, you know this ground. Something happened to our guy. Like, is there any way we can get you for two or three days or whatever? Like, yeah, if I can, if I can make it fit in my schedule with the place I'm at now, like, yeah, sure, I'd love to help you. But for these sure. folks are taking, these folks are taking care of me, so they come first. Yeah, right. And that's that's me too. You know, the last two places I worked for. Well, I mean, we'll skip one, but because <laughs> I I don't appreciate the guy that I worked for where I was at. Just sending Snapchats on the thing. But at the same time, there you know the last two places I I worked for were were I would I would go back, and one of them being in the Delta on the island, I would go back there. But at the same time, like I'd say, hey, this is what's got to happen, you know. Yeah. Well, you gotta make sure there's no more puddles just... to lose my horse in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's just respect, right, from both parties, right? Hey, you know, yeah. if you want me to come back to work for you again, you know, like things are going to have to change. This is how it's going to have to be. Yeah. Um, You know, like the people I work for right now, I know it would be – there would have to be a really good offer on the table anywhere else for me to pull pull the pin from here and say, hey, I'm leaving. Right. And I mean a really good offer. Yeah. Well, and, and I'm in a, I'm in a really good spot right now. And, you know, when you ride for the brand, you ride for the brand, you do what's got to be done. No, you might be putting out salt or cutting up down trees or, you know, fixing a water tank, whatever. I don't think at least, especially in California, the days of a straight up riding job, unless you're going to go work at Harris feed yard. I, I don't think there's hardly any of those jobs around there. You're not going to be horseback six and a half days a week and look at a hole in the fence and say, Oh, that's not my job. Yeah. Or see it, see a broken float and say, that's not my job. You see so many young guys now. I mean, they want to work. They want to manage their own place. So I'm manager material. Well done shit. No, really you're not, but okay. Just just think in your head, you are managers material. You're going to walk onto a place. And, and they're going to give you your own spot like this outfit did. They give me my own spot. They gave me my own yard. I managed all the cows out of this yard. Um, yeah, I get to ride quite a bit. I don't get to ride as much as I want to be riding. Um, you know, I got to juggle the feedlot in between, but I still do quite a bit of riding. Um, right. But now I'm managing my own place. Um, if fence doesn't get fixed, um it's my ass, right? My cows are out. If water yeah. doesn't get fixed, um, it's my ass. Your um, cows are out of water. Yeah, it's it's my maintenance to do. And that's what a lot of these people don't understand is when you take over a place, um, you're not just there to ride your horse and play cows. Exactly. You are there to do every aspect of that job. Yeah. Exactly. You tell somebody, oh, I got to go fix a, a tank or whatever this afternoon. And there's some guys that, that I know that they think they're from the old school. Oh. 
Hello. Did we lose him? I, I'm not sure. Maybe his wife started beating him. That'll happen. That happens. But, he, you know, that I think we're all three in the same position here where if, if we don't do every aspect of, of what is happening, then it's our asses on the line. God damn I, it. You know, oh, there you're oh, back, buddy. Oh, you're oh back. sorry. Yeah, well, that's different. We're not talking <laughs> oh, about the I island. Knew she started beating you. No, not too bad. But, you know, they want to be from the, the old school, quote unquote, and say that's Ross and Josh shit. I don't care what you call me. Call me a dirty Mexican all you want, but as long as my cattle got whoa, feed whoa, and water whoa. in front of them, then that's my job. I'm covering my job, my cows. They put me in charge of running this place, whatever it takes to keep it running. Well, that's just like thing. next week for me. You know, the boss told me on Friday, he goes, hey, next week, um, if there's real pressing cow work to do, you know, we can give you two days with the cows, checking them and everything. But the boss goes, I need you in a baler next week, baling straw. And I just looked at the boss and said, you bet. If you need me in a baler, I mean, hey, I'm not much of an equipment operator. You're not going to put me in the real important shit because I'll break it. But you need you need me in a baler. I'll be that guy. If you need me in there, I'll be that guy. Because a lot of people don't realize is, oh, I'm a cowboy. I don't do that kind of thing. Um, motherfucker, how does uh, who pays your bills? Who writes whose names on your check? Exactly. And At when the, the boss's though, name like... is on your check, you'll do whatever he tells you to do. And like for you, bail and straw, you know. In circle of everything, yeah, you might have to go be the tractor driver, but that straw is going to get put out in your feed yard pins this winter to keep your cattle from freezing to the ground, right? Oh, exactly. Like I need. So you're 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 in the, in the big circle of of the whole, you know, being the feedlot and, and cow manager. You're still taking care of your cows. It's just not the glorious part of. It. You're not getting to rope yearlings. Okay, well that's not what cowboying is. It's not just branding calves and roping yearlings. It's keeping everything going so that way you get to do that. Yeah. Yeah, because if, if that straw wasn't here, we couldn't do what we do. Exactly. But you can't tell a lot of these young kids that, like, hey, man, you want to get hired on at such and such place? That's great. But you're they're going to give you a trailer, a pickup, a four-wheeler, and either supply you with horses or, or you know, pay to feed yours or whatever. But you're probably going to wear that fucking four-wheeler out and that pickup out, driving around, checking your waters, putting salt out, fixing fence, doing all the everyday shit. And they, oh, no, I'm just, it's just a riding thing. Okay, buddy, go figure it out then. Yeah, because they're not going to, if you have that mentality here, they wouldn't keep you around. We can't. Nope. Well, and here's the thing, too. I don't know about you guys, but, like, I got to have a little variation every day, like, I got to have something to keep my mind sparked. You know what I'm saying? I yeah. don't mind. I don't mind fixing some water tanks and, you know, doing a little welding here and there and fixing some fence. And I, you know, I don't mind doing some of that stuff. I enjoy the, the diversity of it. You know, it was just yeah. on Friday. Um, I got done checking some cows and I took salt and mineral out and it was like two 30 in the afternoon. Boss calls me, what are you doing? And I said, well, just got into the house. I'm having a cold drink, and I really got nothing, nothing going on for the next 20 minutes or so until I go outside and find something to do. 
And he says, Gid, come to the feedlot. We got to shovel out a bin. We got... Uh, I, that we was got a big son of a bitch in bin. Yeah, we got 70 loads of feed grain coming in for the winter that we got to store. So we got to get a bin cleaned out. Yeah, you bet. I'll be there. Yeah. That was a big son of a bitch, though. Holy shit. Yeah. But, you know, it wasn't that bad of a job. You had that sweep in there. Um, you just kind of push that sweep around and do a little bit of shoveling. Like, it wasn't it wasn't a bust-your-back type of job. Right. And, and just like, one of those oh, things had to get done. Fuck, it's easy work. Right. And, you know, even when it comes to bailing straw next week, like, we're supposed to have be, like, super hot for this time of year next week. And I thought to myself, I thought, fuck yeah, inside an air-conditioning tractor? Yeah, I'll take that little vacation. Fucking right. <laughs> what, like 75, 80 degrees? Well, today, um, I, I, I switched the thermometer in my truck from Celsius to Fahrenheit because I was just getting sick of telling everybody. They're I was like, going to oh, say, how you... hot is that in American? Fuck, I don't know. <laughs> You got too many buddies in the States, they're fucking you up now. Yeah, yeah I got more friends in the south. States than I do up here, so I was like, fuck it, I'm just going to switch my truck to Fahrenheit. <laughs> um, oh, so man. today, and it, it was hot for us today, um, you know, it was 86 today. Oh, <laughs> that'd be 86. I haven't seen 86 in about two and a half months. I was you know, saying, it is like 86 up here, and we're going, fuck me, this is hot. So well, it's going it to be even hotter. Next week, so I'm like, fuck yeah, air conditioning tractor. You bet I will drive the fuck out of that thing. <laughs> well, it's it gonna be 105 here tomorrow. Yeah, the same here. 86, that's like 2000 in Celsius, right? <laughs> yeah, something like that is fucking hot. <laughs> you know who's got it bad is Jake. Jake lives in a shit spot. It's Cold still gets pretty doggone cold there in the winter, and it gets almost as god awful hot as here in the summer. Like, man, you can't catch a break on the weather. No, well, man, when we were down in his part of the country at Quincy, there when I was with Brooke, holy fuck, that one day it was hot down there. Yeah, but it was a good time. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm sure you stayed good and hydrated at least. Yeah, well, but see, the first thing we got down there, he didn't have three horses to ride. He only had two there. So Brooke was like, oh, whatever. I don't really need to ride anyways. And she didn't want to ride a dink. I don't blame her. So <laughs> we go to ride the feedlot out. Well, she sat in her air conditioning truck with the beer cooler on the back of it. And so anytime we ran out of beer, we had we had a beer cart out there. Oh, there you go. Oh. Had cold beer, just had to ride up to the fence and just kind of give her a wave. And she'd come over to the fence, just happier and can be, bring cold beer. This is awesome. Wake up. <laughs> Fuck, that'd make it almost all right to be a feed yard cowboy. Right? Yeah, was... I wish I wish I could get something like that yeah. on my feed yard, but... Um... <laughs> We've had some problems with employees before I got here with alcohol. So there's not, I mean, we can have a couple cold beers at the end of the day and that's fine. And things definitely do get carried away. Um, I think, didn't you, 
Didn't you tell a story about that a while back about a, a guy in the shop? Yeah. Yeah, I thought so. Rose wrote, just so you guys know, Rose volunteered to drive the beer cart to the edge of the arena at Squaw Valley for us. I did what? Perfect. Nominated. She's yeah, she's been volunteered to to do it. Yeah. Volunteered to do it. That's all right. All in favor for that nomination. I think we have the three votes. Oh yeah. We've got we got Charlie's Angels to bring us beers while we're while we're open. There we go. I mean, can't go wrong with that. We got child toters and beer bring angels. There we go. The only bad part about it is gonna be with all these kids running around, my woman's gonna start to get the bright idea that we need to have one sooner than later. Oh, she's going to get the, get that feeling of, well, I mean, look at how well everybody else does it, you know, because it'll look good those two days at the rodeo or whatever, but not the long screaming nights and all that shit. She's got she's to gotta understand second. that part. Yeah. Wait a second. Wait a second. I just had to preface and say mine's a rental. Hey, no, it's not. No, mine's not paid for. Mine is not paid for. <laughs> But it was it was like an added perk. Oh my gosh. Take it easy. Oh Dion Sanders, man, that guy's a freaking P I M P. If you don't know, you do now. Bow wow. <laughs> Fucking guy. He'll the shit that comes out of his ass faster now. than you think. He okay. about tried to pull my mustache out the other day. Good night, that hurt. Yeah, some days when he sends you Snapchats, I mean, you can't replay that Snapchat enough to figure out what he said. <laughs> you're replaying it, and you're like, what? You replay it again, and then you can't replay it, and you're like, yeah, I'm just going to laugh, because I really don't know what the fuck that's that I, That's my <laughs> Oh, man. It happens to the best of us, okay? <laughs> Yeah, Tuffy will have a bun in the oven if he ain't careful. Yeah, he wants it too. I was gonna say she's been telling, she's been telling my wife. She's, she's all about it. She, yeah, every time she's all about I it. I want to take care of the baby. Now we got Becca. Now we got Becca and Rose in the chat. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. We're live. We got a couple of nice top lines here. Lord. I've never met Rose. She Me neither. Yeah, she just got voluntold. She's the the beer cart gal for the oh, rodeo. Geez, don't be that. No, they're a pain in the ass. Don't be. I was that one year. It was. A, don't it was let not her fun. talk you out of this, Rose. <laughs> I'll, I'll volunteer no. to help her for her. Brooke can help her. Oh, for hold, pay. Up. hold up. Wait a minute. Rose is bringing her camera. She's taking pictures. Those Becca. Oh, we're gonna have a little look. A little camera so, feud, huh? So, Rose, are you here, like right now, live right now? Yeah, she's live with uh, us. All right. So, last year at Squaw Valley, this broad there that had just be like just started being on the Robin you know, Riddle. Committee. Yeah, she just started became like being a part of the whole committee or whatever, and she thought she was hot shit. And I've been going there for years, taking pictures and blah, blah, blah. And um, never had an issue. And last year, 
I am not a fighting gal at all, besides with my husband sometimes. But I was gonna say um, that's not what I heard. <laughs> <laughs> but as far as with anyone else, like I'm not like a throw hands kind of person. But that's this gal wanted to throw hands with me, and I was about to throw hands with her because she's like, "Get the fuck off the fence." I was gonna throw hands with this. The security came up to me and was trying to get me to get off the fence. And I'm like, motherfuckers, I've been here for years taking pictures for these people. Do you even know who I know? <laughs> Which sounds super douchey. Yeah, hella douchey. Hella douchey. But Good then night. By the time, who do you think you are? By the time that I said all that, and then she figured out who I was. Because I've donated. I've sponsored them for a couple years. I paid with part of my fees one year with your picture taken. Well, yeah, but I've also sponsored them with leather work and right. whatnot. And so when she found out who I was, she's like, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to be that way, blah, blah, blah. But it was like, it was a, I don't know. I had to ask permission this year. I'm like, hey, can I bring my camera and actually take pictures this year? Because I'm not going to be in the stands taking pictures. Like if you're going to get a good picture, you're going to be on the ground, not inside the arena. Like sometimes I'll go in there. I haven't been no. inside in a while, but be on the ground like, Along the rail. Tell them the story. I didn't So basically, Anywho. Rose is going to be part of the Becca, Becca Quam, yeah. Becca Nelson, excuse me. Yeah, Becca bad. Nelson, excuse you. I'm sorry. I'm used to the old <laughs> I haven't changed my right? name on my license or anything, but you know. <laughs> yeah. She's going to be part of the Becca Nelson. We'll go hand in hand on this. We, we'll get it. Also, they also. What the fuck are these girls? Oh no, no, no! I I get filled in on like a daily basis. Yeah, it's it's all good. I got told there's yesterday that you're not gonna get too out of control because there's gonna be two women down there that will beat the fuck out of you. I'm like, oh good. I I think. Wait. Was where are you? Ta- are you referring to Becca and Rose? No, I'm referring to Becca and Brooke. Brooke told me that. Uh, oh, your wife and her, if I get too far out of line, will beat the shit out of me. I'm like, I don't even know this lady. I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave that up to Rose too. We got Charlie's Angels now. Well, if I piss all three of them off, they, I better. That horse and Jake's better be able to run fast. Are Are we doing? Like, they didn't even fucking doing- hear you that whole time. Oh, gotta man. Keep it, it's got to stay lit up for some reason. I didn't know that. You don't don't take anything else. Just keep it lit up. It's because you got that Android. Look That's here. what I tell him all the time. Whatever. Anyway, Sad. I don't know what you just heard, but basically, Rose, if you're also down to work the bar shack, we get can free drinks out of it. get That's free drinks, serve free drinks to our gentlemen. Not, uh, I mean, don't tell them that when we work there, but, you know. It works out for everyone a little bit. What about what about the kids? What are we gonna do with the kids? Put them in the trailer. That's what I did with Wyatt last year. <laughs> <laughs> <That's your mouth. laughs> you know what we should do? It'd be awesome. Just give your kids a bunch of hot shots, and just give the old ones hot shots, and just tell them to run around the rodeo and fuck shit up. Oh, okay, but what no, a mess that would be. That would be. Is... Okay. Hold on. I need. Yeah. A... Tuffy? Yeah. So, why did you... Okay. Did you delete me from <laughs> your uh, your little podcast group? Okay, so I subscribed to your thing because I was like, okay, I'm going to be like a good person and like help your 
podcast out. And also, I want to hear what kind of shit what you guys are saying. Drunk, should I say? <laughs> oh, and well. then, so last last month, it declined my thing. And I know I'm a broke ass bitch, but I know that I had more than fifteen dollars in my account. So why did it not go through? I was gonna I say it's no because idea. you got no monies. Well, I know I had fifteen dollars in my. I had like sixteen oh nine. Okay, but I had. (laughs) (laughs) I have no idea. Um, I'll look into that tonight later. But I had nothing to do with that. I'll try and figure out why it did that for you. She, (laughs) she took it like personal. She's like, "Why would Tuffy do that?" I said, "I don't think he even can control that part. I think (laughs) it's just maybe it ran your card at the wrong time and there wasn't enough cash." And I don't know. He's straight up backpedaling. He's like, "I got to unblock her now." Yeah. yeah. So, oh fuck! I've been I've been caught. Oh, the jig <laughs> is up. Shit. Yeah. No, uh, I, the thing about this podcast and this app is it's smarter than fucking I am. Oh. So there's still stuff I'm trying to figure out about it. So I'll look into it. But it you're not blocked or anything, so I don't know what's going on. That we know of. my biggest my biggest complaint with it is if you don't pay attention and keep your phone lit up you're like you're almost kicked out of it mine's dark mine's locked and it's still going oh maybe it is my maybe it is my obama phone then yeah it's your obama phone fucking up big dog (laughs) whatever you're fucking dirty mike in the boy's phone all right I bet you can't hook your phone to your TV. Yeah, I well, I don't even have a TV. Joke's on you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What's it I like do, to be that poor? I do know I can hook it to a TV because I did it at Jake's house, but I don't have TV at my house, so it don't really fucking matter. Yeah, oh, there you I go. If I anarchy on the go, all right? You don't even If know. I couldn't hook my phone to my TV, my kids would fucking kill me. <laughs> That'd be entertaining. My oldest, watch. I've got... You guys know the the Vaquero series DVDs, you know, like the Texas Cow Puncher and the yeah, 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 oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My oldest has about fucking wore the whole series out. He wants to take a nap, Dad. I need a cowboy movie. I'm like, okay, what do you want to watch? Thinking he's gonna want to watch John Wayne's all, you know, the cowboy movie with the Brandon Cavs. Okay, let's watch this fucking Tapadero for the four thousandth time this month, but. Better than wanting to watch Barney or some bullshit. I can't argue with that. Yeah, you, I mean, you can't really go wrong with that. If you if you really if you really pay attention to what he's saying, maybe he's trying to show you something that you don't already know. Maybe. He's I mean, a cowboy. He, he is might, all cowboy. He is the cow boss, all right. He might be trying to say, hey, maybe you need to watch these instructional videos. <laughs> maybe, maybe he is. <laughs> maybe he's saying, Hey Dad, you know, I seen like, Kind of seen what your what your operation is. Yeah, and, like, uh, you need to step it up. I know what your operating point is at, and we need to mark it up to this. So you need to bump these numbers up in the next quarter, okay? <laughs> He's probably not wrong. <laughs> Be careful. We're all gonna start crying here before long because we all know what our capabilities are. Yeah. I think I think we got damn near the whole series and and uh, they're fucking expensive though. I went to buy him another one, one I hadn't seen yet, and it was like fucking thirty bucks or something. In Canadian? 
No, and and bald eagles, not maple leaves. Oh, no pesos. <laughs> no pesos either for you down souther. I mean, I meant I meant northern pesos. My bad. Dude, well, I they used tell to... you what about our money when you convert it to American money, it fucking sucks. Yeah, it ain't shit. Yep. I had a friend of mine in uh, Alberta. It was like you your parents that are that far away from you. I I do. You're only two. You're one of them. All right, bastard. <laughs> I got a friend in Alberta, and she was selling a saddle like two years ago, and she's all. So this saddle's for sale for thirty two hundred. I was like, American or Canadian? She's all Amer- or Canadian. I was I looked it up and I was like, man, that's fucking damn cheap. But that's more than I can fucking spend right now. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember what the conversion is, but it's not not real favorable to be Canadian. I know no, that it's not like I remember what it was. It it down near cost me an extra. I want to say two hundred bucks to get like four hundred American. Oh shit! Yeah, and it. Didn't but that four hundred American when you bought those those ten dollar fifteen boxes of Keystone was pretty nice. I bet. Oh, it was awesome, and I made the misses buy a lot of Keystone with me because you'd get done shooing them horses, and they would pay her, and you're standing there like, "Hey, what the fuck?" Oh yeah, you know yeah. those shoers help, or you don't get much more than a thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So we yeah, get done right. and I'd be like, you're buying me lunch or you're buying more beer. Yeah. Did you sneak some, some cheap Copenhagen home with you? I did. I did. And the, the missus got real mad at me because when we crossed the border, um, coming back into Canada, the guy kind of, and he wasn't bad. He just asked a few questions and he goes, are you bringing anything across? You need to declare. And I said, one roll of Copenhagen. And you can just kind of see the kind of glare out of the corner of her eyes she gave me and he goes just one roll and i said yeah just one yep just one just one and he goes all right have a good day and wave this through she pulled away and we got away from the border and she goes you lying prick <laughs> <laughs> hey how much is copenhagen in american in canada well down in the states i could buy a roll at uh casino gas station for like 20 bucks 23 bucks right oh see you but you cheated the system if you bought it uh on tribal land they don't have all the taxes on it like yeah. if you were to just buy it at the gas station yeah it's I mean, you, you gotta be smart about this shit boys oh yeah oh no without sure. a doubt um but um for me to buy a roll up here shit i don't even know how much a roll is up here anymore because i haven't bought a roll in like um, but last time I bought a can, it was thirty-six bucks for a can. Holy fuck! But we're talking Canadian, so it's it's yeah. But that's still I I think that's probably still like twenty-four, twenty-five American. Hold on, let me let me fucking we're gonna goggle some shit here. Oh Jesus, you're gonna blow your head up. We're gonna do this. All right, Canadian. To American conversion. All right. I think the Canadian dollar is only worth like eighty cents. Yeah, seventy-five like cents. It's pretty, it's pretty low. Right seventy-five. Now. Seventy-five cents United States dollar. Yikes! That's rough, man. Yeah. 
So, yeah, good night. Okay, well, why you got your Google box out for shit? See what, what it is uh, Celsius to Fahrenheit. All right, okay. But, yeah, that's the kicker for me every time I go down there is just the exchange. Because how much can you can you declare without having to pay the the duty tax or whatever they call it on it? Uh, one roll. One, one, and they'll let you skate by, but any more than that, and they want to get you the, the duty tax on it? Yeah. All right, so zero degrees Celsius is 32 degrees Fahrenheit. Oh, jeez. So, so when Tuppy was talking about it, it was it was fifty five below Celsius. That's like it's like 20. that's still like twenty below American, but not as yeah. bad as it sounds. Yeah, it's that's that's one thing I've learned is Celsius is like oh yeah, it's like hundred and fourteen below Celsius, and you're like mm, uh, maybe maybe not that bad. It's still not real fun. When it gets below zero, I don't care how you measure it. It's still cold. Fucking cold. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's 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 like I was telling you the other day, Tuffy. There's there's two there's two seasons in California. There's hell season, and then there's there's not hell season. Yeah. Hell season is kind of what we're in right now. That's like that's triple digits. Like my my nuts are sweating. We got to go home. I'm throwing See, my tough, in the dirt. Tuffy gets nine months of winter, and we get nine months of summer. Yeah. Either way, there's a baby involved somewhere. Yeah, it kind of sucks either way. Yeah. So, there's that. Yeah, no, but I come across the line with three-year-olds at two. So, yeah, so it really... Like it wouldn't benefit me to have you ship me some Copenhagen from Canada. Other than, <laughs> no, uh, other than the fact of just being able to say this Copenhagen came from Canada. Well, if you want me to bring you a roll, I'll bring you a roll. I mean, just, no. you just have to bend him one hundred and fifty dollars so he can do it. <laughs> you know, shit. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I'll, I'll buy you a roll before I come down, and you just pay me back with beer. Oh, I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, the conversion roll. on that sounds like a lot of boxes of beer for that roll of Copenhagen. No shit. Like, I'm trying to put in some MIA work right here, some 007 shit. <laughs> no, I, man, I'm, I'm super excited. I can't wait for it. I started riding my horse the other day. I used him. I went and gathered some fucking no handling garbage cows with him yesterday, and he didn't try to kill me. So that was, that was always a plus. Nice. I'm I'm trying to get my missus convinced to bring so I can bring her horse up. Well, she's gonna meet you at Jake's anyways, or you're gonna you guys are gonna meet Jake at his house. So, fuck, hook the trailer up and take that sucker with you. I, I think that's what we're gonna do. Um, and then at least I know I'm riding a horse that I'm not gonna die on, and I can be somewhat useful. Yeah, you'll be somewhat useful anyway. Because I think I think Jake's bring, I think Jake's bringing his big red horse, isn't he? I I think he's bringing his gray horse. I'm not sure what he's bringing. Oh, I I hope he brings the big red one. I get along with the big red one. Boy, he he called me. I had to laugh at him last night. He was having a bad day yesterday. 
And Jake's not full of information on the best of times, right? He's pretty, like, lenient on the inf- information he gives out. Um, right. So I was just like, hey, is this still a go? Like, are you putting the teams in and everything? And I've been kind of bugging him about it. And, oh, yeah, 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 I'll get to it. Don't worry. We're, it, it, it's a go. So, um, there yesterday, I got a hold of him. I snapped him. And I was like, so what's the fucking deal? Are we going or, you know, what's the deal? I got to get a plane book and everything. And it's kind of a big deal for me to get shit in order to go. Right. <laughs> he snaps me back and goes, oh, for fuck's sakes, do you want their goddamn numbers so you can call them and figure out shit for yourself? <laughs> Just asking a fucking question. So later on that yesterday evening, he called me and he goes, you caught me at a bad time this morning. I wasn't having a good morning. I said, Jesus, I couldn't tell. He said, yeah, he was- I really apologize for snapping on you. And I said, well, everybody has bad days. No worries. He was all worried. I was upset and mad at him about it. And I was like, I was just trying to figure shit out. Well, he's He's been having some days, I think. Yeah. He's supposed to be- hey, what do you know about this big black horse he's got? I, I know nothing about this big black horse. I've heard about a big black horse, but I've never seen it. Oh, yes, yes, yes. We're all gonna find out. Yeah, I heard he. I heard he was bringing. Um, well, he didn't call him the. You guys call him Joe. Well, there's was something like that. I was trying to keep it a, a little cleaned up for the old. I guess it's after hours, but yeah, old so, nigger, old nigger boots that he's bringing down for me. Yeah, well, Jake told me that, and at first I didn't know what he was talking about. And he goes, "Yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna throw a nigger on the trailer when we go down to California." And I looked at him, and I said, "You know, I'm pretty sure that's fucking illegal." Yeah. I don't think they're, I think I don't think they're worth anything anymore. Yeah, but hey, if you got a deal for one, hey, like, you know, I'll get them on the trailer. All I'm saying is that's old school, even for Texas. Oh fuck. Oh man! Oh, it was funny the other day at the feedlot. There is a, there is one of the cattle buyers in there. And he he's good shit, and he he's he's telling black jokes at the feedlots <laughs> and everything. And it's a good thing this is after hours podcast um, because we'd probably all get hung if I said this on a normal podcast. But um, he's telling all these black jokes and everything, and they're funny. And I get up to get myself another cup of coffee in the morning there. And I look at him and don't really know this guy a whole lot. Like, I know who he is and I can bullshit him, but I don't really know how his sense of humor is and everything, right? Right. So I get up and I'm pouring coffee for myself. And he goes, you're not laughing at my black jokes. And I said, well, you know, they're kind of offensive. And he goes, oh, really? And I said, yeah, you know, um, I, I I have some colored folks. In my family tree, and they're real good people. And he looks at me and he goes, I didn't mean any offense by that at all. He goes, I, I'm, I just won't say I'm around you anymore. I didn't mean, and he's backpedaling. And I said, Yeah, you know, I said, the, the funny thing about them colored folks in my family tree is, uh, I said, Them fuckers are still hanging there too. <laughs> and he looked at me. And he started laughing, and he goes, fuck, I thought you were serious for a minute. He goes, uh, I thought I just crossed the line. <laughs> Man, that that reminds me of a time I was working for a guy in Fallon, 
And he was also a stock contractor, so he had a bunch of roping steers. And, and we were going to ropings every weekend. We were in one in Eureka, Nevada. And we had to leave pretty early that morning to get up there from Fallon. It's, it's, a, it's a decent jaunt. <clears throat> and so, you know, we drove up there in the company rig, me and, and his right-hand man and a couple of kids that we hired on for day help. So we were getting up there, and, and old boy, he goes, man, how's your how's your drive up there? And I said, well, you know, so-and-so. I said, we stopped at the truck stop, and, and, and your right-hand man here, he he got – he got cornered by this lot lizard and she offered to offered to give him a blowjob and he turned it down. He goes, Well, he don't turn anything down. The only thing he turns down is a buck nigger and it's face down. <laughs> oh hell. <laughs> I never laughed so fucking hard because he said it in the middle of this fucking arena and everybody fucking looked and, <laughs> and I just looked around and they're all, Oh my god. <laughs> I'm glad this is the pot, the after hours and the people that listen to this are our kind of people because, well, you could have them in an uproar in a hurry. Uh, we'd oh, be going man. to jail. There would be no California because we'd all be sitting in the class. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Stay tuned. I mean, <laughs> Stay tuned. we're going to Squaw Valley, boys. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It'd be a good time. I used to work for an old boss um, before he passed away and the outfit sold out, but he was Jewish. And the Jewish jokes that come out of his mouth, you're like, oh. Jesus Christ, man. They're solid. They are solid. Like, and, and, you know, his whole family is Jewish, and just the Jewish jokes he would tell me were they were just funnier than hell. But pretty right. bad all at the same time. Like, some of the jokes he would say, you're like, you know, I'm not sure if I should laugh. <laughs> yeah, if I laugh, I might go to hell on this one. Yeah, like the one about the VW bug. What's that one? I haven't heard that one. I don't know if I should really mention that one. <laughs> <laughs> but it, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you, I'll tell you when we're not. It's, it's not, not recording. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I need to be recorded saying that one. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I know the feeling. Yeah. But Tuffy, you've had some fucking damn good guys on, on the podcast. I, I just want to applaud you for that. Like some some guys that that had a lot of knowledge to them or, or had a you know some good shit to say and I think you're kicking ass with it, man. I'm sure yeah. having a good time doing it. Um I'm sure enjoying doing that uh Tuesday podcast every week with Jer or with Tommy. Yeah, yeah, and and uh, was it last week or two weeks ago, something like that? You guys had uh, Derek Mod on there. Yeah. Oh, Derek, that guy cracks I, me up. I don't know him, know him at all personally, but just just what I see on on social media, that guy seems seems like a a damn good guy, you know. He is yeah. a really good guy. Like, um, I talked to him about before about coming on to the podcast before Tommy and I talked to Derek like one night on the phone it was in the winter time shit I talked to him like four hours just on the phone about the podcast just about cowboy and then he got super busy and we could just never get a time nailed down to do it and then yeah. I told um I told Tommy that hey we should get Derek 
on the podcast. And Tommy's like, oh, I'll give him a call tomorrow. Me and him are real good friends. We talk like once a week. Oh, and, there you uh, go. Then Derek come on, and I got Derek scheduled. I just told him, I said, hey, you know, when things slow down for you, let me know, and we'll do a bigger one. Right. I'd really like to get Derek on, like, the normal podcast again and then get him onto the after-hour show. Yeah. Blues. Man, get get the old what's what's he drink that old Snake River whiskey? Get him get him on the on the bottle a little bit and and listen to the stories and shit that he has. I bet are pretty good. Oh, oh I man. think so. Man, it would be badass if he came down to Squaw Valley too. Fuck, I don't think he'd come back to California for much of anything. I I don't think he would even look twice at us. But at the same time, it'd be entertaining. <laughs> it definitely would be. And you know, Derek's just all around a handy dude. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And and raising from you know from what I've seen, he's, he's raising some damn good kids. Yeah, his boys yeah. just coming. I think he's on the healing end of sides now, but he broke his arm or something like that riding bucking horses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, damn handy kids. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's what we all strive for, right? I tell you what, though, it would be it'd be big shoes to follow, like to be a kid, like to be one of his kids. You know what I mean? Like you got some big shoes to follow, and kind of just your old man stature. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just uh, fuck, just to be able to grow a mustache like that when your old man's got that, Jesus. that's the biggest shoe of all right there. That's like a trip. That's that's like a number four. Yeah, I got a pretty good one going on myself. Don't mean don't mean to brag. Mine's yeah, you, best. Tuffy, your mustache is I can't hardly grow shit, so this what I've got, this is the best I can do, but you got quite the mustache going on. I will have to say that. Man, I had a little bit of a reset period there because I, I had some Arnold Schwarzenegger shit happen to me and I was caught in a ball of flames. But, you know, yeah. at the same time, <laughs> we we built back better. You know what I'm saying? Like, we, we got we got something going on now. We'll see where we go from there. <laughs> well, somebody's got to bring back that 80s porn star. Yeah. <laughs> they call me Ron Jeremy for a reason, all right? Oh, easy there, old fella. <laughs> oh, I the used to wax mine all the time. 80s, and... The only difference is an '80s porn star could probably find his packer. You might have to suck in a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I mean, you don't have to bring my nickname Dewey into this. All right? <laughs> <laughs> do we have one or do we don't? <laughs> Do you like suck in and go shit? There it is, and then breathe out and go fuck. It's gone. See now, here's the thing: is I think they call that a dicky do, don't they? You know, that's I was getting to that. Is that like when I go out, I puff my chest out real big so I look real skinny and look like I have a real long dong. But (laughs) then we then we get to the house and I go, it's not as long, man. Oh fuck! I think I so we got be allowed to have this type of shit at our disposal. Hey, they just give it to anybody. It seems like, isn't it? They do. Right? 
they do. I'm sure Spotify, like the people that are running Spotify, if they listen to these things, there's somebody sitting in an office chair going, who the fuck let this guy do this? Between listening to yours and and some of the tinfoil hat stuff that Matt has, as much as I love it, um, I bet I bet there's somebody that's like, who the f- they got fucking cowboy hats? Why are they talking like they got tinfoil hats? What the fuck? <laughs> you know, I was on Matt's podcast like two years ago, and and long like long before I had seen enough country to really really just be like yeah i've seen some shit and and it was it was he was just like yep you bet and and i i applaud matt for just being like yeah hell yeah dude you're fucking getting it done Matt, and he's got his deal kind of reminds me like joe rogan's thing because he has such a wide array of people on there you know yeah, you might be an author, a scientist, a fucking dipshit drunk cowboy. You never know what you're gonna get. Yeah. It's 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 Medusa's box for sure. It is, and we're starting. He's he he's got a website going now where he's selling shirts and hats and all that kind of stuff. And me and Matt, we come up with the shirt. I, actually, it was like the first podcast I did. Eh, not the first, or not probably the first. It was the first podcast I did with Matt, and we come up with a shirt slogan. Uh, it's gonna be for all them like horse carings and everything, and the shirt's gonna say "No, you fucking can't." <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so I'm gonna sell like some of my sweaters and shirts and hats when we get it going on his. But it's a real cool deal. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, yeah, that'd be. Oh, I think we lost him again. His Obama phone cut out. Yeah, he's got to he's got to bring the life back into it again. Yeah, his his wife's beating on him again. No, no, I I hit the wrong button. Oh. I was trying to find a phone charger. Oh, 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 my bad, my bad. Sorry, we... That's what, you know, most people I hear. I mean, I've never been in a domestic abuse situation (laughs) before, but most people try and hide that thing with an excuse. Yeah, yeah. It's it's probably my fault, really. She didn't mean it. I tripped and fell and hit my head (laughs) on the refrigerator. I'm sorry. (laughs) Yeah, that's why he's got to ride some of them bad horses so they buck him off so he can cover up the bruises. No, I got to wreck last week. The horse hurt me. That's why I keep the mean cows around so I can, oh, oh, a cow got me. Little do we you know, know that's why he's having, that's why he's having old nigger Joe brought down so he can, so he can cover up his bruises. Yeah. He better not be something that's going to kill me because I ain't got time for that. Yeah. I mean, I just say I'm glad you're calling on him first and not me. Yeah, I'll be oh. there to play. Me and Tuffy will be there to play pickup man for you. I ain't scared. Hell, I'm not going to play pickup man. I've done that game before. I'll holler at you from the side of the fence. You're doing good. <laughs> Don't fucking win. <laughs> Don't quit. You got him. <laughs> yeah, oh, why'd you fall off? Get... He was just about to quit. Yeah, yeah when you hit the ground in a pile of shit, I'll walk up to you. <laughs> you know, you should have weakened. <laughs> You'll just see us all standing over and go, God damn, you fucking, why'd you get on that, some bitch? We all thought <laughs> you were going to be a bronc. 
<laughs> yeah, you should have known. He'd been turned out for six months that he was going to do that. Yeah. Right? Oh, that's fucking hilarious. I, I, I love the young guys. Like, we've had a few of them come around the feedlot a little bit just to try a day or two out, help us test cattle or anything. And they'll be pushing some, some yearlings up, trying to get them out of the pan, out of an export pan to push them up to shipping. And you'll be hollering at them, don't fucking weaken. That animal is all bluff. And then you watch them running away screaming as this yearling's chasing them. And you're like, oh, the yearling wasn't fucking bluffing. You should fucking run. <laughs> you should have weakened. <laughs> yeah. You right? told me not to weaken. That's your first problem. You listen to anything I had to say. I'm here looking for a good wreck out of you fuckers. Yeah. Yeah, I told one guy that. I said, I do enjoy watching a good wreck. I think we're all guilty of that, right? I like to sit back and watch a good wreck. I'll help a guy if he's in a real bind. But at the end of it, I'd like to be able to laugh and then pick you up and say, well, at least he didn't die. Yeah. Do you ever find yourself, though, watching a good wreck and you're like, damn, this is getting entertaining. I should do something. No, I'll just sit back and see kind of how this pans out. And then something oh, yeah, real you... dramatic happens, and you're like, oh, fuck, I better get in there and help him before he does die. You I got to save this motherfucker because he ain't going to make it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you got to give him a minute or two. Actually, James, your, your old boss you were talking about, uh, the rope and steer deal. Oh. His, his father-in-law was my rodeo coach when I went attempted to go to college. Oh yeah. And, uh, yeah, he he right. he fancied himself place. as a as a bull man, right? You know, he raising yeah. bucking bulls. Yeah. And uh, we we he had this one motherfucker that he was kind of a man killer, nasty piece of shit to be around. And for some reason, he had talked a bunch of shit or something, and he wanted to dummy buck this bull because nobody'd ride him. And everybody's like, "I'm not getting the fucking arena with this thing." And uh, so he's like, you guys are pussies. Mind you, this guy's, you know, early, mid-60s at this time. You guys are a bunch of pussies. And he just stepped out there and, and cracked the outgate and stepped behind it. Well, instead of that bull going out the outgate, he come around the end there. And he fucking hooked that old man down. And for about a half a second, I thought, there you go. Now you're going to learn. And then I realized that that fucker wasn't going to quit. And he was, like, going to hurt him. And I'm like, oh, fuck, I got to pull him under the fence before this fucker kills him. Yeah. And uh, I think old, old uh, Mr. Bullman held a grudge there for a little while because he was all, I'm glad you pulled me out from underneath the fence, but what the fuck took you so long? I said, <laughs> well, well, I just trying to your fucking lesson here. You don't talk shit. That's, that's that family, though. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Like. His, his son, I love him to death. He cracks me up, but he, one night we got to wrestling in his yard there in Fallon, and and he, he kind of started to take some shit personal, you know? He he wasn't he wasn't about to be out wrestling in his own yard, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you, he was he was peacocking you. You were on his turf. Yeah, dude. He had this old, this old whale hanging around. It was it was a sight to be seen, that's for sure. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh. Hell. Are you, ta- wait, are you talking about And it was all good fun. He was trying to 
do the same way, do the same thing. I've been here longer. I'm tougher. We'll go outside and wrestle. You bet. Let's go. I walked out of the barn with a hot shot and a cavalcade. <laughs> hey, you didn't say we're fighting fair, motherfucker. I'm going to win. Yeah. He looks yeah. at me and he goes, well, that ain't part of the rules. And I said, you never stated the rules. And he goes, how about we just get along and go back to work? And I said, thank you. Yep. Thank sounds you. a lot better. I might have got my ass whooped, so thank you. <laughs> yeah. Thank you kindly. Yeah. Yeah, and he definitely could have whipped my ass. Um, but I wasn't going to go down without getting a couple good licks on him. Yeah, I might get my ass whooped, but I'll try. Yeah. Like, nobody accused me of being smart or being a pussy. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the, the best part about my deal, too, is that that old boy, you know, he he... <laughs> he peacocked a little bit and he goes, Well, I cook crab legs, so let's go eat. <laughs> well, okay, good afterwards, really. That was the last time I ate crab legs. <laughs> Fuck on, on a budget like what you and I got, guy can't have none of that fancy shit. Yeah, you know, I'm not a huge fan of crab legs anyway. I, I do love some good crab legs and some good. I would yeah, I fuck up some seafood. You sound like my wife, James. I don't really like seafood. Man, I tell you what, motherfucker. You go to Costco, you give me a platter of shrimp and that shrimp barbecue sauce, you ain't going to see a single one of them. Yeah. yeah. It's like me and yeah. Brooke, Brooke, like, hates Mexican food. I'm like, well, what? Oh, lost. Tuffy, I hate to say this, but you're going to have to either change that or change something. Right. Oh, she ain't going to eat when we're in Squaw Valley because, like, She's about to have some fucking food of her life. Right? Slowly working on her. Slowly working on her. But this is the way I figure. Like, when we go out to a Mexican food restaurant or, or the taco truck, and and she orders, and she only eats a little bit, more for fucking me. No, that's yeah. true. That's true. She just, she just ain't had good Mexican foods. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Well, she's eating Mexican food in Washington. What do you expect? She ain't had no California fucking taco truck. I'm here to tell you, I went to Centralia, Washington a while back to help this old lady move. We moved her from here, here right local, like right by where I live now. And we helped her move from there to Centralia, Washington. And boy, howdy, did, like, we got up there and we got her unpacked and fucking cool. She was 93 years old and she had a, a bluebird bus full of shit and we took a stock trailer and loaded that motherfucker from nose to tail from floor to roof and fucking got it all undone. And then we left out of there. We went to a local bar and they're all, oh, we got nachos. And I was like, all right, I'll fucking, I'll take your fucking loaded nachos. And they brought me out a goddamn fucking tractor disc full of nachos. And I go, how many people have finished this? She goes, nobody. I go, how far do they get there? She's all about a quarter of the way i go well if i get halfway through or like three quarters or something like do i get a do i get a t-shirt or something like well what, what do we got to offer here and she's like yeah we'll we'll talk about it and i said i'll tell you what you keep feeding me beers and i'll keep feeding me nachos and we'll see who comes out on top and by god i about finished those motherfuckers and i never got my fucking t-shirt <laughs> I, I, I was was cheap bastards 
So I have a little bit of a grudge. I have a little bit of a grudge against people from Washington and their Mexican food. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's funny. Well, you can you can have a grudge against Jake. I'd like to see him wrestle you and see who wins on that deal. Uh, I never said I had one against Jake. I just said people from Washington and their Mexican food. That big, old Sas- that big old never- Sasquatch-looking son of a gun. I'd hate for him to get a hold of the guy. <laughs> I on. never named anyone by name. All right. <laughs> he's he's a Jake's such a good guy, but I think if you got him fighting Matt. I mean, oh, I think he'd you twist your fucking head off like a beer bottle cap. Real quick. <laughs> if he puts my head against his forearm and tries to twist it off, we're going to have a problem. <laughs> I I think he'd twist the guy's head off. Like, yeah. we're, and he's, we're, he's just big enough and tough enough that I think he could damn sure get it done. Yeah, yeah. But all I'm saying is if you see him put my head against his forearm and try and twist it off, Somebody call somebody because we're going to have a problem. There's going to be blood everywhere. Well, you know what? If that happens, um, you know, the week after that happens and we're all standing around your funeral, I'll say nice words for you. Yeah, I'll say I'll say a couple nice things for you. <laughs> Worst part is Jake probably would, yeah, too. We'll say nice words for you. He's a real good guy, but a dumbass. <laughs> Yeah, we but, told him not to mess with this big old Sasquatch-looking fella, but he didn't listen. <laughs> that could be said about any of us. So he was a real nice guy, but kind of a dumbass. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Well, yeah, you might have a point there. So yeah, we'll we'll do a three for one, huh? <laughs> yeah, just know if that if that ship sails when when it down in California, I mean. Like you, buddy. Love you. I'm not stepping in to help you out. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. I don't think it's gonna be me that it's gonna sail with, though. <laughs> that really bear is wearing a man's clothes. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that beautiful bear is just a beautiful man. <laughs> yeah. Oh uh, no, I really. No, if 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 the guy that that you're talking about comes down, it ain't gonna be any of us, but it might be him. <laughs> It's gonna be entertaining, and and I hate to say it, I hate to say it, but I kind of hope he pokes the bear a little bit. I think he might, might, uh, you know, write checks his ass can't cash kind of thing. Just, just enough for us to be like, whoa, 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 easy, easy, easy. But, <laughs> but you see, I've already, I've already warned Jake about the way this this person is, so and not hurt him. Who knows? I- I'm I'm all about that. <laughs> just scare the fuck out of him, just so we can have a good laugh. <laughs> yeah, just don't hurt him. I'm more or less just like, what kind of fucking camp pranks are gonna happen? None. I'm not. I'm, it's not freaking middle school band camp here. Well, you're gonna be staying at the hotel, so you know. Well, I mean, I I bought a room at the hotel. It's I don't know if I'm gonna make it there, but I bought one. <laughs> My wife and kids are staying at the hotel. I don't think wherever you are, I don't think. I was kidding. Damn, I tried to whisper that. She still heard me. Yeah. (laughs) You're not going to. I'm just kidding. No, you're not. Trying to act tough in front of my friends, babe. Don't get mad at me. (laughs) Yes, ma'am. Oh, fucking, you tell him. Hey, can you text James the name of the hotel so I can book a hotel room? 
What's it called? The Brandon Calf? We don't have You're supposed there. to text us and nobody can stalk yeah. us. Yeah. Because you, you have so many people. You, you have so much paparazzi after you. you. The flash photography will scare the wildlife, all right? <laughs> all right. I don't either. I'll look in and let you know. Just for those of you listening, it's it's called the 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 dragon mountain lion. For all four people that have made it two hours and forty minutes into this fucking disaster, <laughs> it is the dragon mountain lion. Where Contact me and I'll give you James's back. room number, and you can go shit in his bed. <laughs> 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 Jokes on you. <laughs> Oogly boogly, I won't be there. Oh God, he will not let you in that place. <laughs> no, shit, we're, we're no. Safe. <laughs> Ain't nobody going to let me in anywhere. <laughs> well, you are brown, so we'll have oh, that well, happen. Well, how <laughs> this Mexican in here? <laughs> huh? She'll pay you to work with her goats in the back. Yeah. <laughs> She'll be like, oh, you're the new Peruvian. Come on down. <laughs> All in Spanish, you're going to be like, what's this lady's deal? Why is she talking Spanish to me? I don't know what she's saying. Hey, I'm American. I speak English. <laughs> I just got to tell you today, when that car crashed through the fence, today was the first time in my life ever, ever, that CHP didn't try speaking Spanish to me first. <laughs> well, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. California Highway Patrol. Mark this on your, all of you, you guys talking to me, you guys listen to me currently. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a life marker. California Highway Patrol did not try to talk Spanish to me first. They started out with English. And then they said, no sabe? No sabe? And I said, no. No sabe, no, no. Mm-hmm. Oh, you, I bet I bet you just looked at him for just a split second till and said, No sabe? And then said it in Spanish for you and he said, Uh, I'm American, I'm just an idiot. I didn't understand what you said. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> I should have done that too. I should have done that. <laughs> Dude, I you should that. play you should play that shitty Mexican card a lot more because you don't speak good enough Spanish to barely order at the taco truck. Get us tacos? But you look <laughs> You look like you should speak very fluent Spanish. Just pull out an umbrella and a fruit stand, you know, out of your truck. <laughs> Goddamn. That's a, oh, okay, that's a little much. He doesn't now even have a running Rose truck right now. On this shit. Rose is all, you do, you do look like Spanish. You do speak Espanols. That's what I'm saying. But at the Did same you? time, like, you should have, you'd have been proud of me at the lake the other day. Because the Mexicans gave us tamales and and that's all. And you said gracias, amigo. <laughs> Garcias. Uh, gracias. Gar- Garcias, Spadex, amigo. <laughs> did oh, they try man. speaking Spanish to you? Oh, they did, and I understood about <laughs> a quarter of it. Uh, no sabe, no sabe. Uh, At least the Mexicans, you can bug them and they don't take, you know, the Mexicans I've met and they kind of think it's funny. You you piss off the French, you have pissed off a whole new, you want to see an angry little Frenchman. Oh, are they that bad? I mean, I've kind of heard some things like you kind of don't poke that bear, but 
Oh, but they're French, French fry motherfuckers. They get mouthed real quick. Fuck them. Fuck the French. Fuck the I should have tried harder. And you, I got pulled over by a French cop. Because up here, the RCMP, it doesn't matter what province you're in, you can get moved to wherever they send you to, right? Right. In Alberta, I got pulled over by a French cop. And apparently, um, they figure every Canadian should know how to speak English and French. Well, I only know profanity, so English and profanity <laughs> are my two, my two languages. I don't speak French. And I got pulled over by this dumb Frenchman. And he was talking in French, and I'm sitting there like an idiot, like I'm supposed to understand the gibberish coming out of your fucking mouth. <laughs> and you then he the- started talking English and everything, and I was pissed off, and he was pissed off. And I said, do you know how the Frenchman was invented? And he looked at me, and he goes, um, we come from pure people and everything. I'm like, no, not really. An Indian fucked a coyote one night, and... <laughs> Behold, we have the Frenchman. <laughs> 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 oh, fuck. You know the funniest thing about all of this? The funniest thing. Every time you talk a place, uh, talk about a place that you go to, just sounds like another 90s rap group, like NWA, RCMP. Like, <laughs> like it oh man, I'm part of that in RCMP dog. <laughs> yeah, but you gotta have a French accent. Yeah, yeah. Oh, puff of all, I'm part of that. <laughs> <laughs> you, that guy speaks French as good as he does Spanish. <laughs> like, I fucking, I ain't never been to French fry land. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I air fry that shit. What did what'd you give the world, Frenchie? Yeah. You spilled my macchiato. <laughs> <laughs> Holy fuck! I can't. I can't go to that part of Canada. Because <laughs> is it like most of of Eastern Canada is French, right, Tuffy? Yeah. And like like French French kind of thing, though, right? Very. Speak yeah. lo- most mostly speak French kind of thing. Yeah. I'm a damned. Yeah, it's it's quite. Like over in Quebec, it's quite it's quite the fucking place over there. I've been there once, and that's enough for me to go. Never fucking going back there again. That's what I said about Bed Bath and Beyond. <laughs> I mean, I watched Letterkenny one time, and that they went to Quebec, and that was enough for me to know I don't want to go. Yeah, yeah, you're not missing country. a lot. I love Letterkenny. All right, man. I don't. We got to ask as a, as a true Canadian, is a lot of that. Humor and and like shit, pretty legit. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's what I like to hear. Oh, I like to watch yeah. something legit. Yeah, it's it's pretty good. Um, and that's just you know any kind of rural town. That's about the shit that goes on. That's fucking great. I love that it's real. Yeah, I mean even even the town I'm close to, Boys of Bay. I mean they look at. You- not a hockey fan. Because it's like, so hockey in Canada must be like football is to most people in the States then. Yeah. I'm not one of those people. I ain't got time for that shit. But yeah, I know I, like, I like, like most people in the States are like, oh, it's, it's football season, brother. Like, 
Did you do your draft? I'm like, I I mean, I drank some drafts yesterday, but I don't do any draft. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I'll drink some draft beers if that like draft beers. Come on, let's do them. But other than that, no. Yeah. Yeah, it's you, you'll start pissing people off a lot, especially like when even this spring I went into the bar one night for supper and the guy asked me who's gonna win the playoffs. And I said, I don't know who's playing. And he looks at me and he goes, You're fucking kidding. I'm like, no, not who who's playing. Here's here's the thing. Here's what I'm saying. Like, this is only fair. All right. This is only fair. Tuffy's coming down for Squaw Valley. Now we have to come up for one of his ranch rodeos. Well, you see, check this out. I can't go to Canada for like another four years without paying a large sum of money. So I'm not going. You can All have right, fun, so, but I cannot. So so Jake's not Jake's out. Jake's out for legalities. <laughs> that's that's the only acceptable. It's like it's there. like Tuffy, what'd you say it's two grand or three grand for me to come up there? A thousand bucks. Oh, a thousand bucks. That's not too bad. Canadian? Yeah, is that a, is that a thousand Canadian? Because I mean, I probably could find that in my couch. <laughs> I think so. I mean, you'd have to do some proper looking into it, but I, like when I got mine um, from my DUI, when I got it all said and done, it cost me a thousand bucks to get my passport and get cleared. So that's oh. Canadian. Yeah. That's prob oh, that probably oh, yeah. is Canadian. So Jake, seven hundred fifty bucks American still. That's still a little steep. Yeah, but I mean, it's a one. But I wouldn't like. We would have to go to Alberta for a big ranch rodeo, and the big ranch rodeos in Alberta—they're all uh, kind of a a sanctioned deal. You have to be part of the association and everything. God damn it! Well, that's like what what we're going to at Squaw. Yeah, but that's just, a sanctioned just, deal. Yeah, they don't let just anybody like. You have to pay a membership, as far as I know, anyways. Pay a membership to go to these ranch rodeos and stuff. Um, what I was kind of thinking of doing in the next couple of years, because um, here we're trying to build our cow herd up um, in the next few years, is I was thinking, you know, once one spring when we get ready to do our branding, is just mm -hmm. invite all you guys up. Hey. Branding at my place, come up, beer and foods provided, come on up. We'll fucking brand calves and turn out on pasture for a couple days. We're that'd be, going that'd be pretty cool. We're going on the wagon with Tuffy. Well, and the wagon will be my front yard because, you know, we we load our, we load a lot of our calves on the pot, a lot of our pears on the pot. And the oh, put it. Dump them out put on them the Put them on the truck and go. Yeah. Good night. That's all right. So it'd be a good fucking time. It's a Canadian custom. We have to. That's the wagon in Canada. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. That'd be. That would be a good time though, because I've always wanted to go to Canada, but uh, even before my DUI, I never really had like a good enough reason to go. Like, oh yeah, I'd love to go to Calgary, but by the time you spend the money on that to go watch a rodeo, I've been to enough rodeos. I'm not fucking doing it. You know. And the thing yeah. is, like, I argue with so many people about this every year. Like, oh, it'd be awesome to go to Calgary. We should go to Calgary. Dude, you're fucking retarded. Where the fuck do you want to go to Calgary? 
Yeah, but that's that's similar to like everyone's like, oh, I want to go to Salinas Rodeo or I want to go to the NFR, you know. Yeah, but like I'm NFR. saying like for a rodeo standpoint, like Calgary, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of shit to see yeah, I'm gonna be when the stampede's going on. But if you want to go watch an actually good rodeo where they're not going to rape you on price for everything, like you go I heard to Strathmore P- or Pinoca or Pinoca. I've heard Pinoca yeah, is a damn good time. Pinoca, it, it is a real good time. The only thing with Pinoca is after the rodeo and you hit the town up, you got to be very careful what bars you go into because there's a good chance you might get stabbed. Oh, yeah, I don't want to do that. It. I got used to that in Carlin. Pinocchio's like right on a couple of them bad Alberta reservations, so shit happens. Oh, yeah. I've spent enough time with, with uh, drunk Indians before. I know. You never know what you're going to get. Yeah. Hell, I still spend time with them. Hell, you're one of them. <laughs> yeah, we're not really sure what he is. What, man? Where the whiskey? <laughs> James and I know this this native fellow that uh, he he gets a lot of money from from the tribe and <laughs> all that. Yeah, <laughs> man, this motherfucker will get you in a bind in a hurry because he's you know, and I hate to say it, but stereotypical drunk Indian. One minute he's fine, the next minute he's trying to fucking stab somebody. Yeah, yep. I know, I know quite a few like him. I know some from up north too. Uh, well, not as far north as you are, but northern Nevada too. That they'll they'll get you in a bind. Yeah. Oh yeah, those guys from Nevada. They're I've heard they're just as bad. Yeah, I mean some of them guys. I I hate to say it, cause I know a lot of good guys from that area, but some of them guys from Hawaii. They're they're a little wild. Yeah. Wild. I'm too old. I got kids and a wife, and I don't want to be wild anymore. I'm looking to be a little more mild. You know what I mean? There was a time in Winnemucca one year when Jake almost got in a fight with some Hawaii. I almost got in a So check this out. <laughs> Back this up. Well, let's tell the whole story here. So I'm on probation. On a whim, decided to go to Nevada. Well, if you're on probation, you have to clear it 14 days before with a probation officer in the state of California. I... Kind of chose not to do that. So I'm kind of bootlegging my trip to Nevada. I'm drunk, having a good time. We're there for the for the Ranch Radio Finals. Uh, just kind of hanging out. And we're, we were working at the deal because I needed some bucks at the time. And this friend that was with us, she has a really bad habit of flirting with anything and everything, inanimate or, or man, doesn't matter. And we're at the bar. And I'm I'm pretty drunk at the bar already. Wait, was it the and bar? These... No, this was at, at Winners. Oh, Winners! I love that place. And I, so I'm pretty drunk at Winners. We're sitting at the bar, and old gal walks over because she thinks this this Indian dude's good looking or what? I don't know what the fuck she's thinking. So she goes over and talks to these two Indian dudes. Well, then they didn't play it very cool. Like they got real nasty real quick. And she was like, well, this is kind of uncomfortable for me. Like, so she came back and she told me, she's like, Hey, those two dudes are making me like a little uncomfortable. This not. No, that's not at all. What happened? This is exactly what happened. He was drunk. Linda, let him tell a story. 
She came to me and. Oh yeah, she came to you and said that. That she was uncomfortable. So then. That I, you told me. I was a little tuned up, a bit too. Fight him, but she wasn't my wife at the time. She was just my girlfriend at the time. But she wanted she wanted to go fight these dudes because she has a big ass mouth on her, and she thinks Not she's always. bulletproof. Yeah, that's and so she bows up and she's gonna go whip these two Indian dudes. And I'm like, well, I'm the only dude here with. Like, guess I better fucking step into action. So I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Time out. And these dudes are like, have started talking shit. I'm like, I'll fucking whip both of you Indian motherfuckers. No one full well, I'm no, probably going to get no. my fucking ass whooped. In the meantime, I said something about, because one of the guys didn't have any teeth or something like that. And so I said, you toothless mother, I don't know what I said. You toothless something about you toothless oh, fucking yeah, Indian. You yeah, you do. Yeah, you better say was, that right now. <laughs> you toothless motherfucker. <laughs> no, she did too. She she fucking let these boys have it, and all I can think the whole time is, oh god, I might Broke get fucking son of a bitch. <laughs> I might get fucking whooped right here, but I'm not gonna back down because yeah, I've drank enough. Shaking in his boots, but also like I've drank enough that I'm like, all right, like I don't want to fight these motherfuckers because I'm probably gonna lose, but I'm also not a bitch, so I might have to fight them. And then security stepped in right away. No, the one dude's fucking wife showed up that was yeah, but then security talking all that nasty shit to old homegirl. And she was like, what's the problem? And I was like, those two fucking dirty Indians over there. And I've like laid it because I felt a little tougher. Security's there. <laughs> well, so security calls calls Winnemucca PD. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I don't I don't want to talk. I was like. I hope the cops don't come talk to me because I'm not even supposed to be in Nevada right now. Like, oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. They yeah. they were like, are these guys bothering you? And, of course, my now dear sweet wife at the time was like, yeah, fuck those motherfuckers. They were saying all this nasty shit and they were trying to fight my, my boyfriend and this stuff. And I was like, um, yeah, they were, they were, you know, they crossed the line on some stuff. I'm like, okay, we'll throw them out of here. And I was like, that's all you're going to say to me? They're like, yeah, we'll take care of it. Okay, Dude, perfect. What? Please don't come. Please don't call my probation officer and tell him I'm in fucking Nevada right now. What is it? What is it about the winners that just gets people in fucking fist fights? You remember that story I told you about that guy I punched in the face? I don't know, probably. Oh yeah. Well, I I guess now that we're sharing sharing stories about the winners. <clears throat> oh 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 boy here. Uh oh. We were down there at the at the same fucking rodeo just probably years prior, years later, actually. Yeah, years later, you fucking years, child years motherfucker. Later. Years later. So I was sitting down there and, and we all we watched horse sale, we we're all hanging out, and there's this old boy that I mean I mean I'm not too good friends with anymore. Uh but same same old same old boy that I was talking about earlier? Yeah, yep, yep. Oh, okay. Yeah. So we were sitting down there, and motherfucker Irish goodbye me, first of all, which was not cool. And uh, so this guy was talking shit about this this gal. Not the same guy I'm talking about, but he was there, but he left. So he Irish goodbye So this other guy was talking shit about this gal that, that the guy that left is now dating. So... <clears throat> I was like, hey, dude. Like, whoa, whoa, wait, wait, wait. Hold up. Back up. They were talking about dudes 
now, old lady? Yeah. Yikes. Okay, continue on. Yeah, I'm caught so, out to speed. Sorry. Yeah, so this this old boy was talking shit about this gal. And uh, I said, hey, dude, you're, you're kind of being a fucking, kind of being a cock. Like, yeah, quit being a cunt about it. Yeah, you're, you mind shutting your fucking mouth because, like, we all know she's not going to go with you. So you might as well not talk shit. So he's all, well, you got a fucking problem with it? We can go outside. And as soon as he said outside, I just fucking laid one on him. And he hit that fucking carpet right next to the bar and scooted. Oh, yeah. He scooted about a foot and a half. And, and I mean, there's a few guys there that, like, I looked at first. And they're all giving me the head nod. And I did it. And he scooted about a foot and a half. And and that's all she wrote on that one. And I jumped down on him. And he turned about the same shade of red as the carpet. And they 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 pulled me off. And they're all, hey, 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 up the heat. That's, that's all you up got to the do. Up the heat. <laughs> you're turning easy talk. Yeah, Take you're it turning easy, them. brown man. I thought you were one of us. You're turning him red. You're gonna kill him. <laughs> and I was like, oh my bad, guys. Sorry, sorry. And I got up, and he's like, I'm not fucking done with you. And his old lady shows. She's all, yeah, you are. <laughs> you are, because if you're not, he's gonna kill you. <laughs> he's gonna. You're- Had somebody that like at least give you the head nod, like, ah right, man, if you get in a bad spot, I got you. Yeah. When th- when them two dudes wanted to whip me, I looked around the bar, and the only person that was in the bar. That I knew might even might even somewhat at least pull him off me was fucking Tuffy the dipshit rodeo clown. Oh yeah. <laughs> I was like, I don't know, Tuffy's like gonna really save me on the other Tuffy's gonna save me on this deal or not. Tuffy's good for it. He's good for it. Yeah. I love that guy. I didn't I didn't want to find out the hard way. Which yeah. Tuffy are you talking about? He knows him and and dude used to hang out with old rodeo clown know, Tuffy. Like I know Tuffy. Tuffy's a pretty ew. That sounds. Yeah, that sounded terrible. No. Let's backtrack that <laughs> statement. Old rodeo clown Tuffy. He's he's a good dude, dude. What what Tuffy have you met? I mean, he's pulled me out of some predicaments. All right. I would. I got. I got fucking Canadian mooses. Tuffy, a hundred to one over rodeo cloud. Tuffy, well, I might not be much help, but I'll try. <laughs> yeah, just one of them deals, you know. But yeah, at least you didn't. Time. At least you didn't die, and the dude didn't die. Yeah, nobody died that night. But at the same time, after it was all over, because it it was another guy's uncle and homeboy that I hit in the face. That was the uncle. Just happen to be younger, and after after the after this is all over, I'll name some names, and you guys will know. I was gonna say, oh yeah, like you're gonna tell me. I think I remember this story, but yeah, hell, Ricky, I was drunk when I told you. <laughs> but yeah, no, after this this is over, I'll name some names, so you guys are all filled in. But at the same time, like. Yeah, after it's all over, them guys that gave me the head nod, they're all, hey, you drink for free tonight. And I was like, bitch, it's fucking 4.30 in the morning. <laughs> yeah, well, then you drink for free that morning. like. Yeah, 
and then I like I took a nap on the side of I eighty, and I was still at work by like six thirty. <laughs> oh shit! The One year, I... a guy can get himself into in the bar. Oh, especially up there because, like he's talking about, you know, you get you get a lot of those natives that that come in there, and especially at the Ranch Radio Finals. Oh yeah, I uh, I've seen some wild shit, but what? One of the years I made it to the finals there, they got two bars inside the arena. And oh, yeah. mind you, it's November, mid-November when they have the Ranch Rodeo finals. So you're not going outside because it's, it's chilly enough outside. And I think that year it spit a little snow. Oh, and I'm know, like, well, I'm not, okay. I'm not fucking going outside. Fuck, there's two bars in here. The night perf's going on. I'm not going outside. Here's so the I, difference is that mine wasn't the finals. It was the first one of the season. It was it was in March. Oh yeah. I went to the ranch hand, not the finals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, anyways, I'm I'm at the finals. They make us they made you ride in the grand like everybody had to ride in the grand entry on the Friday night perf or whatever it was. So I Freaking riding my nag across there, trying not to get bucked off, do the whole thing. Mind you, I've been drinking all day. Then I tied my horse. 2017, the year that we No, 2016. That's Easy the year we But I, so I tie my horse up, and I'm like, well, I'm going to the fucking bar. I don't got no events tonight in the perf. Like, I'm fixing to get after it, tie one on. So I'm drinking cranberry vodkas with a splash of OJ all day, all night. It come about, oh, I think the purpose over at nine, and I bet it's 11.30 or so. I finally, like, all right, I got to go to bed. And I staggered my horse. She's one of, like, five horses still tied in that, that little pin right there next to the roping box. Oh, yeah. And I get on my horse, and so from the arena <laughs> to the trailer, it's maybe a half mile. Yeah. Right? You're it takes me. There. It takes me two fucking hours of drunk fucking riding to make it to the trailer. So yeah. it's now like 1, 1.30 in the morning. Like, I'm, I'm in rough shape. I'm barely riding this horse around. I've been lost this whole time. Tie my horse up to the trailer. I'm like, I don't think you were riding your horse. Your horse my, my horse was driving us. My horse was driving us home. So I get her to the trailer. I tie her to the trailer. I go to unsaddle her, and I somehow I strip my saddle off. But my my I went to pull my saddle off, and I vaguely remember it. But I went to pull my saddle off, and my saddle and my pads fell on the ground. My pad just happened to hit just right, and it laid flat. And I fucking was like, "Good enough spot to me. I'm going to sleep right here." And I I fall asleep on my my saddle pad there. And I'm laying half underneath this horse, which thank God she's nothing like the horses I have now because she had. A, pawed me in the head or something. So I'm thinking that for like, oh, I bet you 20, 30 minutes. I'm, yeah, my princess pony. I'm sleeping under this mare for like 20, 30 minutes. And she's just standing over top of me, not, you know, not moving. She's like, all right, this fucking idiot. did Something's wrong with him. Like, I'm not going to kill him. And I'm there with, with Puga and with Trafon. Oh, and they're God. like, they're like, I know I seen this guy ride in the camp. What the hell is he doing? You know, they're they're I'm drinking. They're like, I know we rode in the camp. What the hell is going on? They come over to the trailer. 
knocked out. And I got pictures of blackmail pictures they sent me somewhere. And I'm just knocked, dude. Like, I got my felt cowboy hat still stuck on my head and the brims wrapped up and over the top of the crown, the whole deal. It's <laughs> well, Trifon's like, fuck this motherfucker. He ain't going to go out like a pussy like that and starts whipping me with, with some bridle reins. And I woke up fighting mad out of that deal. We got it ironed out, but oh, that deal, the finals down there is a rough deal. It's a good time, but it's rough. It's, it's not for the weak hearted. No. No, but if you're a real ranch rodeoer, you you already yeah. know how to how to drink and and rodeo and have a good time. Any ranch rodeo in Winnemucca is not for the weak-hearted. No, not at all. Every time I go to Winnemucca, I go into the bar in, and me and the owner, she and I take turns buying picklebacks. Bless her heart. I just I hope she listens to this podcast because I gotta tell her. It's her turn next time I come into town. It's her turn to buy the picklebacks. <laughs> it was my turn last time. It's her turn this time. Well, at least you're keeping track. Yeah. Better than I can do some days. I mean, we always do it first thing at the night, first thing, and it's it's her turn next time. That's a, that's a thing, Tuffy, is – you guys got to figure out, like, if you're going to buy your memberships for the, you know, the sanctioning body for that deal. Because if you don't buy them and we win the rodeo, you can't go to the, the finals. Right. Oh, okay. So what's that worth? It's only like oh, 60 bucks. 65 bucks. I think, yeah, I think it's 65 a man or something like that. Yeah. But I think because this is like one of the last sanctioned rodeos of the year. It is the last sanctioned rodeo of the year. They do uh, that one not in um, Hollister. The one right next to it. Gilroy? Gilroy is this weekend. Yeah, Squaw Squaw Valley is the last sanctioned rodeo. It was this weekend. But I think I don't know what the new, like, members of, I don't know who's running the whole WSRA membership deal now. You might be able to talk them into a deal of having it covered next year, too. That's what it should be. Like, if you buy it at the last rodeo, it should cover a whole other year. Yeah. But, but at the same time, I'd hate for, like... hate for, you know, us to win that deal and, you know, Jake and Brett and Tuffy to say, ah, oh, well, you know, I'm not – I'm not going to buy it because I don't think we're going to do any good. And they'd be like, hey, we won. Let's go to the finals. Oh, I didn't pay my membership. Ah, shit. Yeah. We used to have the in on it, but. Yeah, I used to have the in on the whole. I could I could show up the day of and they would say, oh, we're already booked full. And I could get at least yeah, one team like, entered. And with Mark, like. The- that Those days are gone because it's changed ownership now. Yeah. I used to pick up bucking horses in the Saturday night perf and pay for four teams worth of entries. Well, when we get down there, we'll probably just pay for it. I, th- I mean, I think it's worth it. If we it's do 65 get it like, going to the finals, why not? Might as well pay for it. Does yeah. Brett know what kind of shit show he's getting into? Oh, I think so. I hope so. 
I, I don't think we have to worry about Mr. Davis. I think he's been in plenty enough shit shows. He kind of has an idea of what's coming on. It kind of seems like he might be the most sane one out of the team. Or the most crazy. Or, or yeah, or the most crazy. Is, is Brett? Brett's older than you, right, Tuffy? I believe By like so, a year? Yeah. I think he's like a year older than you, maybe. I think he's older than me and Jake. Like, Jake's a year older than me. Oh, okay. Um, but that, no, day. like, I was talking to Brett there a couple weeks ago about the ranch rodeo. And he's like, yeah, I got to bring my wife with me because I'm the type of guy that will walk into a bar with a pistol and I'm not scared to shoot somebody. Oh. Oh. Oh, boy. Yikes. That is what I like to hear. Are you boys ready to do the gold cart roping? <laughs> the like, they're not they're not that old. Oh, I'm just well, Jake's just, good. Come on, Doug. Jake's because I think I think Jake's what 34, Tuffy? 35. Oh, oh, he fucking lied to me. That dirty old motherfucker. You act like it's the first time somebody's lied to you on the first date. <laughs> yeah, well, that's true. Be easy, my wife's here. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Jake's I, 35, you know, just the first time somebody's wife said the first date. I lied to my wife on the first date. She thought I had money. Little did she know, I just had a new pickup and I was fucking broke. <laughs> I mean, did you say it verbally that you had money? Go ahead, tell him again. He also said he lived alone, and then I wake up at eight o'clock in the morning to his grandma saying, "Peanut." <laughs> hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. I didn't know. I never disclosed that I lived alone. I just didn't say I lived with my grandma. It was totally you different. You did not wake up at grandma's house. You woke up at Mimi's house. Yeah. Oh, oh shit. Hey, you he's, saw me. You he's, saw already, he's already got it, it figured out because I told him, I said, if you ever meet her and call her grandma, she'll fucking kill you. He was like, yeah, oh. Get it fucking right, Becca. <laughs> Mimi's house. Yeah, but the main thing she was to me, it was grandma. Like, oh, no, she was who's this bitch is what she was. <laughs> oh, boys, I gotta, I gotta say, I bought a can of snuff and I put it in the freezer because I didn't quite need it when I bought it. That's the best shoe you'll ever have, fresh out it of is. the freezer. Yeah, cold, cold. Oh, you have two in your pocket. I know that last one has like not enough for a chew. It needs to go in this one. Another one, one in... It's no good anymore. I freeze like all of my cans. Dude, See, I, I don't. Thirteen rolls in my freezer right now. I think we're out of beer. Oh dang! My wife bought beer. I'm lover, and that's Thanks. why she's your wife. That's why she's my wife. I, she I might said, beat me up when my phone goes dark, but you know what? She keeps beer in the fridge. You know what? I sent mine across the street today to go to the Valero and buy beer before while I was filling up the Anapro tubs, all right? You're putting syrup out, and she brought you back Bud Light, didn't she? Oh, no. Oh, my God. <laughs> Is Tommy still here? Tommy? Yeah, he's here. He just listened to the fuck, <laughs> fucking shit show that he invited on. You really, it's you really his fault. want to come me sideways with that Bud Light shit, don't you? All right, big dog. 
Hey, just because you got a dicky do don't mean nothing. I still love you. <laughs> I told you it's not a dicky do. It's my best Superman impression. Get a system going on? Yeah, building a pattern here. Pattern of what? It's a mirrored pattern. Two more, and I got her whooped. My wife is over here judging. No, three, two, one, two, um, two, three. Two, <laughs> judging my beard can pyramid here. Don't no listen to her. Uh, I thought you were playing one four twenty four over there. She's whooping your ass. Oh, I'm I not. Love, I whoop ass. She does. No, actually, actually, she's terrible at it. You should play her when you guys come down. <laughs> she's terrible. I, I can't play one four twenty four to save my fucking life. Neither can my wife. You should better for a hundred. Fuck you. The long wheelbase ten. Come on. Fuck you. How about? How about? All right. How about a spelling bee? I'm <laughs> fucked. <laughs> Why did you kill him? Because he was hacking on me. <laughs> Take it easy now. You ain't ever seen any young guns or what? Of course I've seen Young Guns, but this is not the place to be quoting movies. Grow up. Whoa! <laughs> Mr. Fucking Spelling Bee, fuck you. Hey, tone it down, okay? The adults are talking here. You have to be 10 years older How to join in this conversation. Huh? By golly. P-N-E-U-M-O-N-I-A. Negative. You don't even have it looked up. P N E U M. Or it might be U E. I don't know. Did you say? Did you say how to spell pneumonia? Yeah. P A N. There's no H in pneumonia, dummy. It's P N U E M O N I A. Pneumonia. P H N. There's no H. No, it's Google it on your phone right now. But don't try to spell it. Just ask Siri, how do you spell pneumonia? Siri. Watch this, boys. Watch this, boys. P-N-U-E-M-O-N-I-A. Tuffy, did you ever think your show would turn into a fucking spelling bee? But, you know, the sky's the limit, right? We'll just see where it goes. No, you're wrong. It's about to turn into a shootout. Oh, it is EU. I didn't know if it was U-E or E-U. But uh, at least I didn't put a fucking H in there. <laughs> the H is silent. The H is fucking silent, you fuck. And non-existent, you fuck. That's why it's silent. It's only there when James spells it. My bad. It, it's you got to roll the H. Oh, that's that that Hispanic stuff there. I see. It's it's not like rolling the R where it's no rolling the H is. <laughs> fucking stupid. Fucking, I wish you'd stop saying such odd shit, but you know what? At least it's being recorded. It's on a podcast now because I just deal with it every day and don't know how to deal with it sometimes. You know what? Honestly, I forgot we were being recorded, but at the same time, Theo Vaughn, I'm coming for you. I'm fixing the, That's the best. Dude, the best thing about the. The couple times Tuffy's been like, hey, man, I'm scratch, scratching the bottom of the barrel like I need somebody. You want to be on? Like, fuck yeah. I'll buy a box of beer and just see what kind of random shit comes out of my mouth. 
it's hard to beat. <laughs> I mean, I get that feeling every time I do a podcast. Let's see what kind of dumb shit I'll say tonight. See, honestly, I like. I just like. I think. I'm, I'm I think you hold sure, it together really good, though. I'm pretty sure as soon as Tuffy started receiving my Snapchats, like, I mean, like, it was, it was, it was, it was a uh, what do you call it? It, it was. It was. It was today, Junior, spit it out. Fuck. What's what's the word? Um. Consensual. It was a consensual Snapchat adding. Right, yeah, but added- he didn't. He. It was slightly consensual because you're still not part of the group chat. So we added each other. Actually, yeah, you're right. You're right. But we added each other. All right. So he got my Snapchat. It sounds like it needs to have that. Why is he trying to send Tuffy a I love you card right now? So it needs to have that Tyler Childers new song. Oh, yeah. Are you? (laughs) I don't think Tuffy goes that way, but she might. I reckon. I don't know. You were talking about drinking Bud Light earlier. <laughs> I will hate me. You. you know oh what the you know what the absolute worst part of that song is? Like it's a really good song. It is a really good when song. I think about it's the fuck to my video. to my wife and kids, but everybody's been like, "Oh, it's about two fucking faggots. Can't be doing that." Like it's a good song. I'm like actually, if you just think about your family at home, like who gives a shit about the video? That song's. It's pretty good. Anyways, let's leave politics out of this. Politics, song. It's all well, political. It's all political least, nowadays. At least they kept their boots on. They kept their boots on. Is that what you said? They were wrestling with their boots on. Did you watch the video? I got curious. <laughs> I didn't know you. I knew you were curious. I fucking knew it. <laughs> you and dude, when you were out there in Nevada, were wrestling with your right. boots on. Cause, ain't gay if you got your boots on, right? Hey, all right. First of all, <laughs> I did not hear. I I only heard clips of that song, and then I was like, "All right, I gotta uh-huh. go to YouTube. I gotta go to YouTube." Uh-huh. And I watched that it, was, and I was did like, deny wrestling like, partner with his boots on. First thing, first thing, I fucking called Rose and was like, "Have you seen this shit? This is this is this is not like I didn't think they let this shit on CMT." I still hasn't denied once wrestling partner with his boots on. I have. I did. I have not. I, 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 uh, uh, I did not have sex with that man. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm gonna pull a full Bill Clinton here. I did not have sex with that man. Oh, nor any man. I fucking right. love giving you shit. <laughs> I have not had sex with any man, or will never have sex with any man. <laughs> we talking about twenty bucks is twenty bucks, dog. I heard you say it before. Yeah, but you also heard me say I made 40 bucks giving fat chicks lap dances in Battle Mountain, so. This is also true. They must be real be- desperate to get a lap dance from you. <laughs> well, fuck well it's Battle God. Mountain. They heard he was the the ba- the mustache from Battle Mountain and the Potbelly Stallion, so. They heard about the Potbelly Stallion, but then Jake gave me the name the mustache from Battle Mountain, so I have now two aliases. It's just like. He's got his own Chip and Dale show, but it's not quite Chip or Dale. One of them's with a mullet wig and one of them's without. Oh, you bet. Stay tuned. Yeah, one no, these... I, I will not be tuning into that show whatsoever. 
for our viewers listening here, one of these days we're gonna have a video podcast with the mullet wig and without. Yeah, uh, I don't I'll think be sick that day. Could you imagine if we had a video podcast? It would literally. You were so intrigued by this. You really yeah. want to have? <laughs> it would literally be me rocking back and forth in this folding chair on my porch, next to my wife's leather photo spot, drinking my continuous mountain of beers I have going on here. So I would be pretty boring. Yeah, I've yeah, yeah. I think Tuffy's doing it right by not having a video of it because <laughs> God wants to know what's on the other side. That's a fact. Yeah, I think we're pretty safe in just keeping it like this and not bringing the video into it. <laughs> hey, Tuffy, so, that that Benji, he's from Utah, right? Yeah, yeah, he is. Uh, yeah, yeah. I was, I was trying to think of that. He's got that. He's got that. Uh, that kind of. I don't know if it's an accent or dialect or whatever, but man, everybody from Utah sounds the fucking same. He He's said, not I'm that kidding. Mormon. Mormon. Yeah, them, that Mormon talk to him. I don't. I think that's the only way to say it. I remember, I remember the, first the first time I ever went to Utah, like, and they had that little horror thing. Utah is fucking. If you're an alcoholic like I am, I'm, Utah is fucking gay as hell. It's a half an ounce that they would pour at the airport, and that's all you could have. It you had to finish it before they'd give you another one. So when I run the sale barn down south, because they're based out of Utah, I went to I had to go to the main office and do some stuff, and I went to the Salina Utah sale uh, barn there, and I was there for like three days. Well, they only sell. I was like I was there a day before sale, and then a sale day or whatever it was. So I'm like, well, I'm in town. I got, I don't know anybody. I got nothing better to do. I tried to find a bar. They ain't got a whole lot of those. So I'm like, well, I got a hotel room. Like, I'll just go buy me a box of beer and watch Netflix or whatever. You can't buy fucking beer on a Sunday. I literally drove across the state lines to Idaho and bought a fucking box of beer so I could fucking have something to do. Yeah. <laughs> Somehow, them dirty Mormons can have 14 kids, but they can't have a box of beer on a Sunday. It's against their religion. Oh, man. And they're adamant about it. Can't drink no. coffee. No hot caffeine, but they can drink fucking soda pop like it's water. Yeah. So, Tuffy, how do you, are you bringing a trailer and your horses down here for spa or what? No, when you. Yeah. Because you can't, I don't, I was going to ask you, like, what it takes to bring a horse down here from the... Hey, it's probably, the, I can't imagine it's even worth fucking with, plus the fuel and everything. Yeah. But he was talking about riding Brooke's horse and just having Brooke call her horse over there. Yeah, I'm thinking are about we riding Brooke's are... horse and we'll just haul Brooke's horse to Jake's and throw him on that trailer and go. Are we, is this still Aaron live, Tuffy? Right now? Yeah. No. Oh, because I, I got messages from the group chat that I haven't opened because I'm afraid I'm going to lose you guys. But I was like, oh, fuck, I hope they can't hear what I'm saying right now. No, it's, it's not. It's not live. 
it's like Tuppy's got to Tuppy's got to edit, clean this thing up, and cut half the dumb shit I said out of it. Oh no, it's all good. All, it's, all raw. You get the whole deal, huh? Yeah. He's gonna cut everything but the segments that your wife was beating you in. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. we gotta we gotta cut the domestic <laughs> violence out. All all we heard in those segments were no, Papa, no. <laughs> oh shit! Leave I can't wait home. to. I I kind of hope Brett's ready, like not only to party and and rope, but man, I can't wait to pick his brain about like his knowledge of of starting horses and how he he does stuff. I hope he's not gonna be like, look, dude, I'm here to have fun. Leave me the fuck alone. Oh no, Brett's not like that. Brett's good shit. All I'm saying is I feel extremely outclassed. And, and on which on which part? Oh, all of you guys coming down here. I just Well, Jake I, don't count. I had to convince Jake to come back down and then he convinced Tuffy and I'm pretty sure Tuffy convinced Brett, but Well, I'm just saying that I'm I'm feel privileged to have you guys all around. Oh, I, oh, I be beyond privileged. Yeah. In my beyond privileged. And you know, I I don't look forward to the ass beating we're all gonna get from Becca. She just smiled. She didn't even say anything. As long as you mind your business and don't piss me off, then you're fine. Yes, ma'am. No, Papa, no. I'm not blinking twice because my <laughs> wife's abusing me. <laughs> blank, 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 blank. <laughs> Not even. Oh, it's gonna be a good time. It's gonna be fun. Oh, oh it'll yeah. be great. It's, it kind of sounds like it's turned into a yearly deal. Oh, I think it'll be. You know, and and maybe we've there's there's one more good one, Tuffy. And I mean, I know it's hard for like a guy like you coming from Canada and having to take time off and whatnot. But there's one Fourth of July week in Bridgeport. Oh, that is supposed. I've never made it there. I've always either had to work, come up. But I've heard that fucker is bad to the bone. Yeah, I tried to go this year, but it didn't work out. Well, we'll have to make a plan one year to go. I think it would be, you know, pretty cool. We kind of, kind of get. You know the the crew put together guys that are are good to rope with, and that's uh, the thing you guys need to like figure go. out here at Squaw Valley is like figure out a team that you guys can like put together and dedicate. I can't afford to to, to pay Tuffy's plane ticket to come down all the time. Okay, well that's like six maple leaves. It's like two bald eagles to get this guy down here. I will give he you. Has to ride a, he's got to ride a Canada goose all the way here. I will give you twenty <laughs> sycamore leaves to come down here. But seriously, if you guys get a good team together, yeah, if, you guys will all have a great time. I mean, if we it, kick this deal's ass, then it's going to kind of be like, all right, we got to pick finals and pick one or time. two, whatever they are, and make it happen where we can go and make the finals and go from yeah. there. Yeah, well, see, the thing with my bosses is, like, this time of year, like, summertime is pretty yeah. easy for me to get away. Um, me too. Wintertime, it's a lot harder for me to get away because of the oh, same thing. But in the wintertime, I don't take time off. Like, I work, like, last winter, I started the 1st of November, 
And I really didn't take a day off till I just went to see Brooke there a week ago. Oh, yeah. So you kind of just told him, all right, I'll, like, I'll keep kicking ass, but when I'm ready to go, like, kind of got to let me go. Yeah. And that's the agreement we have, right? Like, when I when I pick time to go, I'm going. Right. Um, now, do you got a – is there a guy that kind of looks through your cows for you, or is it just kind of, all right, girls, like, I set you up, hope for the best, see you in a week? Pretty much see you in two weeks type of deal. Like, oh, I had old okay. Dale here. Um, Dale kind of ripped around him on the, on the side-by-side a few times. Um but never really That's, checked him that much. Like, I got told, hey, um, we got a hurt bull. We're missing a bull. Um, that was the hurt bull. And we got a bunch of calves with abscesses, and that's all I know. Do it for Dale. Okay. What? A, hey, whatever happened to the, the extra bull you found? Was he the neighbors that denied it? Yeah, he was the neighbors. Nah, that's what I figured. Everybody was telling – even the boss was telling me, that's one of our bulls. And I was like, since when do we have a fucking white bull? Yeah, hate's the wrong color for us. Yeah, if we had a white bull, um, that's news to me because he wasn't standing in my panel all fucking winter. Yep. Yeah, that's kind of a tough deal. Like, guys really got to make sure your cows are set up to be, you know, almost, almost left unattended. Yeah. You know, I went out to one of my pastures today, and I, I found – a weird, the weirdest cow I've ever seen, and it was in the form of a Ford Mercury. <laughs> That'll happen. I hear, I hear them, uh, them Ford Mercury cows are pretty exotic. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I felt lucky to have it there, and it had a pilot. Some just too. tore up a lot of fence to get there. Yeah, I mean, it was a, it was a herd bull. By golly, it was, it was a herd Mercury. <laughs> Fucking guy. It just it just wanted in there so goddamn bad it made it in about a quarter of a mile and died. I know how that old boy made it in there. Did walked away from it. Well, he kind of tore it up, but not bad. Like it wouldn't start, but at the same time, we called the towing company. That one towing company wouldn't do it, so we had to call the one from Shaver, and they brought their off-road recovery. And it was just a rock crawler, and they fucking hooked a rope to it, and I steered it right through the fucking ditch, and <laughs> <laughs> we towed that bitch out to the road and loaded it on a fucking flatbed. <laughs> I was all, "God damn, them motherfuckers just don't work, huh?" He's all, "Yeah, fuck them motherfuckers." <laughs> it was hilarious. I fucking my old, lady, my old lady took a Snapchat video of it, but I fucking. Tried to screen record it, and I I was screen rec- recording the fuck out of it. And then I stopped screen recording it and realized I pressed the, the low power button on my phone. Well, that so, was dumb. Yeah. You shouldn't have done that. I, I have no. fucking pictures of it, so we're good. Have you guys seen... I know you've seen the videos on the old TikTok of dudes like doctoring cattle and they're like recording with the the glasses with the camera in them have you guys seen those oh yeah, yeah. i've seen them yeah man i don't know what Sunglasses. 
No, they're the Ray-Ban yeah, well, something. But I think I'm going to get some for this year. Like, especially Dr. Young's by myself. Yeah, not even, I want to get some not, too. Not even to post like on TikTok and be like, oh, I got a bigger dick than you. Look how cowboy I am. But, but to like kind of be yourself. able to kind of be able to watch it and be like, okay, this is where I screwed this up or this is where I could have used my horse better here, there kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Well, I know. I know a guy up here, he's a buddy of mine, and the place he's working for, um, he bought himself a pair of them, and he said they'll record for a couple hours. No shit. Oh, okay. So he's, got like a set, he's got a set for the morning and a set for the afternoon, so he records everything he does. Does he go back and kind of look at, you know, kind of review it and and use that to his advantage, or is he trying to just get cool videos off of it? Um, well, he, he does he does go back and look at it a little bit, but he saves it all. And, I mean, the guy he's working for is kind of a dick. Oh, um, so, so he, he can say, no, I don't. Just to say, like, hey, fucker, this is what I did, and there's proof. Yeah. Gotcha. Now, see, I could understand that, too, like – Hey, I'm sorry he's dead. I doctored him three days ago. Oh, can you prove that? <laughs> Actually, not only the chalk with the number on him, but I got a video right here that shows me catching him and doctoring him. Talk yeah. about that. I, I hate that fucking chalk, that crayon shit. I hate it. It's, man, it's, I don't know. I got I to gotta love hate with it because it doesn't stay on long enough for something that's like a retreat with like if you doctor with Draxon, it don't stay on for 14 days for a retreat. Yeah. But it also stays on almost long enough, you know, three, four or five days where when you're bumping through them again and you're like, fuck, that thing looks like shit. It's been doctored and you, and they look at you and you're like, Oh, they're marked on the head. What's the, the side of them say? And you see the date and you're like, well, you know, he's got X amount of days before he, gets retreated again kind of thing yeah, yeah. so what i use for marking doctored animals um on the pasture is because everything's tagged with us right uh-huh is i use that surveyor's tape okay are you just like wrapping it around like the neck of the tag or what yeah just like the, the back of the tag or the front of the tag, I just wrap it three, four times down, tie a couple knots in it, and let it hang there. It's not dated, but, I mean, if you treat it three days later, you're going to still know that cap, right? Right. And that surveyor's tape stays in there the best than anything I've used. And I swear by it. Like, that's my preferred way to mark something if I've treated it. Tell you that that's something I'm I never even thought about because I've seen guys where they're they're notching tags to be able to tell how many times something's been doctored, but you still don't know. Okay, he got doctored four days ago or eight days. You know, you don't know the the date of when you've tagged him because like a lot of places. The last place I worked on one ranch when we turned steers out, they just got a red tag one year and a yellow tag the next like the, no numbers don't know they were just blanks yeah so you had you had to date the steer on the side and then kind of hope that you remembered like oh yeah he's he's a black steer but he kind of looks like this or that 
to so, know how many I'm times you've been through. I've done to take it one step farther. Um, because with my calves, um, depending on what I'm trading for, you know, I'll use different types of drugs. Right. Um, so I'll just kind of label my drugs to that animal, right? Okay, so my blue ribbon is for Draxin. My my orange ribbon is for Lycomycin. Okay. And what like what my one boss does um every week. He uses a different type of ribbon, different color of ribbon. Um, and then he just writes it down so he can go back in his book. And I, I pack a little tally book with me wherever I go. And I write numbers right. and everything. So, you know, um, so what that boss does is like, so this week, whatever week it is, it'll have a different color of ribbon in its hue. So, you know, if you're halfway through the month and that animal's got a blue ribbon in it, oh, okay, that was um, the 11th through the 15th. Okay, okay, I see what you're saying. So you can and say, you okay, have, well. like, the exact day unless you look in your book, but you'll know the week. Yeah, fuck, that's not a bad idea at all. Well, and okay, It gets you at least a, a ballpark-ish time to when you doctor them. You know, like... Like in it, uh, really the only thing I'd talk about is like retreats. Yeah. If it's something you're gonna have to retreat again, like it's nice to. But I never thought about that different color surveyors tape to say, okay, the week of the first or the seventh was blue, and now we're on the third week. It should be, you know, whatever color. He's still sick. Needed to get doctored again. Now he's going to get red or whatever the fuck it is. Well, yeah. and the same thing, too. Like, I always carry, I call it my black book. But I have, uh, so, like, at this place I'm at, they have number tags on them. So I can write down what tag I doctored on what Right, but I, I'm, I'm more talking about for, for non-number tag. Because, like, right. like, this deal that I just just started on. We're gonna run three hundred, maybe three hundred fifty yearlings on a fantastic year. Right. Like we can spend the extra, and especially with these people, we can spend the extra bucks. They're gonna get number tags. Oh, for sure. So that way, when I'm out prowling through them, I have my little shirt pocket book and say, yeah. "Fuck, that thing looks like shit." You know, I could tell he got chalked, but I can't tell what any of it is anymore. Let me roll through my book. And don't let me forget when I come down to throw a bunch of them, uh, them pocket tools in for you guys. Oh fuck yeah! Pocket tools. Yeah. What's it? What What am I missing here? Um, they're just like uh, I I'll 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 send you pictures tomorrow of the book I carry and this little tool I carry in my book. Okay. And it's the handiest fucking... I kind of thought it would be kind of dumb at first. I just kind of wanted one because I thought they were cool. And um, I just started building them. And um, Dan Conway is where I got the idea from. And I kind of changed mine up a little bit from his. But it's a pry bar, bottle opener, and it has a needle notch on it. Oh, hell yes. And, There's uh, nothing, you know, nothing worse than when you're like outside doctoring, 
and you bend a needle and you got no pliers to fucking pull it off your syringe or whatever. And you're like, well, that's kind of fucked. I tried to put the cap on. I broke the needle off. I can't get the sun bitch off the syringe and I need to doctor another one. Having a needle notch, I think that's slick. Dude, I, I got my knife I carry. Um, and if you guys need a cool belt knife, um, I'll hook you up with a guy. And they're really affordable and he's just wanting to get his name out there for building knives. Okay. Hell yeah. Um, but he's built two of them for me and he's working on a third. But I have them put a needle notch in all my straight blades. Right. Hell yeah. With my knife and with this little pocket tool I carry, like that needle notch, um, you don't think you're going to use it that much, but when you got it on you every day, it is the handiest tool um, to use, even on the feedlot. Like, I got to pop the lid off a water bowl. I don't need a set of pliers. I don't need a screwdriver. I got a little pry bar. Right. Yeah, see, that's slick. Saves you a whole lot of either riding your horseback or, or whatever to go get a screwdriver or pry bar or whatever the heck it, it is that you need for that. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and I shave my little tools down enough so you got a flathead screwdriver with you too at all times. Right. Yeah, I'm going to need I'll one of those. Hell yeah, that'd be badass. Yeah. Thank you. I'm going to need one of those. Hey, what Tuffy, what happened to our hat guy? Is he still building hats? Oh yeah, Jace is still building hats. Okay, I haven't I haven't seen much of him on on social media or nothing. So he's he kind of got off of Snapchat. He's not on Snapchat that much anymore. Um, but I still got him on Facebook and I still talk to him quite a bit. Um, he looks like he built a hell of a hat. He's, he's supposed to be building a hat. Like we're supposed to be doing a draw for a hat here. It was supposed to happen a while ago, but it's just one of them deals um, where it's just kind of kind of getting to it when we can. Just get right. enough money to, um, you know, with the software and everything, I've just been – the money I've made off the podcast just goes back into it. So right. one of these months I just need to break down and just send them the money and we're going to do a draw for a custom hat and stuff, but – Oh, that'd be slick. Cause he looks like he builds from from what I've seen. Looks like he builds a really really nice hat, but it's almost like he builds them too fast for a guy that's like, "Hey, man, I need three months to pay for this." Well, and, when, and when he says, the thing with Jace is, "I I like, could build one you, in six days or whatever," he does, you know. If if you get if you get a hold of Jason, you want a hat built from him. Um, like he told me the other day, cause I've been, I've been talking for a long time and getting a hat off of him. And he said, fuck man, just send me what you can. Like send me 50 bucks a month. Send yes. me whatever you can. And when it's, when it's done, I'll just build it and then that's, send it to you. Yeah. I, I fuck, was that's just going to cool. say it. That's so hard because like, that's the honor system right there. And there's so many people that like fucking will break that. <laughs> oh, you but you see, you see it weekly. You see guys like saddle builders that oh, this customer paid three quarters of it, and now you know either something in that person's life changed or this or that. Like, I got this saddle that I already built, and yeah. I'm I'm going to sell it to you at a discounted price because 
I built it for so-and-so. If you like the specs on it, you know, I'll sell it to you for X amount of dollars under whatever normal price is. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and it's hard with custom hats to do that, right? Because the yeah, hat's but... built to somebody's head, right? Yeah. Man, I want, I want a custom hat so bad. Well, Man. I would, you know, Jace is really good to deal with. And if you want to get a hat through him, through him, and you want to make some payments on it, I can help you make that happen. Because Jace is really good to deal with, and it even works better when somebody vouches for somebody, right? Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Like, like hey, hey I know, make... I know this dude can send you a hundred bucks or whatever, you know, X yeah, amount he's of dollars. Send you the money. It might take him a while, but he's good for it. And if he doesn't, I'm going to rip his ass up one side and down the other and make sure it's, it's right. Yeah. yeah. And, like, with Jace, right, he won't – he'll probably have the blank body hat in for you of what you want. But, but he he's won't not... start it or won't exactly. it until you're pretty much paid for it. Right. That way he doesn't put himself in the spot either because he could, he could have somebody send him, you know, a full-price payment and say, oh, I got – I got one blank in that, and I, I got a guy that's paying on it, whereas, like, oh, you're going to pay for it. Like, cool, that dude's not going to send me the rest of the money for two months. I got time to order another one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and Jace is real good. Like, Jace is willing to work with people. Because I need to yeah, buy uh, another hat, too. Like, so I'll have to get a hold I, of you. You know, I, I've seen a lot of hat makers, and there's a lot of real good hat makers out there. But, um, you know, Jace is doing quality work and he stands behind his hats. And, yeah. And, you know, and, and part of the reason why I'll go through Jace is he's been dealt a pretty shitty hand in life. Yeah. Yes, he has. But, but I never have once heard, heard him get down on, on his story. I mean, he'll tell you his story. He don't give a shit. He'll tell you the whole thing. But I've never heard him say anything where he's like, Oh, you know, this held me back or this or that. He's just like, well, I got dealt this hand and this is how I I made the best of what I could and, and now I'm yeah. kicking ass doing this. Yeah. Right? Yeah, he's always, you know, this is my hand that's dealt and I'm going to play it how it's dealt to the best I can. Man, but I can he seems like a real that. positive kind of guy, you know? Yeah, I can and relate I think, to you that know, in time. his case, because, I mean, he's from my hometown, that's why I want to use him because I mean he's he seems like a dude that you vouch for a lot. Oh yeah. And and there's fucking so many of these uh, dudes that are hat builders now, right? They um, figured out how to get hat blanks. They're fucking around with it a little bit, but you know I'm not I'm not gonna name names, but there's a there's a certain hat builder and and pretty nice guy. Um, pretty handy bronc rider from, from Alberta. Nice enough guy, but I've heard mixed things about his hats, and I've heard mixed things about him. And I've also talked to the guy on the phone, and I am somebody. I'm, I don't really want to support you if you think you're somebody. Yeah. Yeah. So, I can't but this... relate to Jace, though, about, about having a pretty shitty hand in life. And Jake kind of knows about some of that, so yeah. And that dude, he's just like, all right, well then, I guess my my mission kind of changed from 
one thing to this. And but the, how and about I just fucking kill this? Is his life like the the track he was on before that rodeo? Like just that practice bed. Um, you uh, know, he was gonna be somebody in the team roping world. Yeah. And then it and all the, crashing down. That's amazing. It changed. I mean, that's the thing about like even what we're doing. How fast, how fast they can change, and you're like, well, you know, I mean, that's a, a risk I got to take every day, but at the same time, it's still a little, a little thing in the back of your mind where you're like, if this goes fucking bad, like I'm gonna have to figure something else out. Yeah, right. And like what me and Jace, we're kind of working on a deal together, uh, me and him, and unfortunately, um, it probably won't hit the states, but. We're going to try and do it up here and then just see where it goes. But we're through the podcast. We're going to try and open up kind of our own little um, foundation fundraiser for hurt guys. That's so fucking cool. Yeah, like a Justin Sports Medicine kind of deal? Kind of, yeah. I mean, we won't be able to fork out a lot of money, but, you know. Yeah. Maybe but, enough to buy a guy a guy um, groceries for a month. That's yeah, what I was like, just thinking. If you can, I, especially a guy that that gets in a bad way, like that four hundred bucks or five hundred bucks to to be able to buy his wife and kids groceries and and you know kind of basic essentials for the month. Yeah. That might be the difference between that guy thinking we're gonna make it and that guy having some real dark thoughts of of not wanting to stick around, kind of thing. Yeah. Yes. But when you when you get that started, I don't care if it's makes it to the states or if it's just an up there thing. Let me know because I'd like to like to yeah. help out with that. For sure. Yeah, I think it'll well. be a free. And you know, like Jay said, you know, and we both agreed on, we don't want it to be just a rodeo cowboy thing. We want it to no. be ranch and rodeo. Yes. Yeah. I mean. That's there's, the there's, thing. there's nothing That's, out there for guys like us other no. than our story getting somehow spread around Facebook enough that it turns into something viral yeah. for GoFundMe, right? Like a, like, a, like a gal that just got hurt recently and she had some family issues. and yeah. I can't believe that deal. Like yeah, her family is a bunch, of, a, shitty deal. bunch of backstabbing, conniving cunts. Like, yeah. But I'm sorry, if that was my family and they did that to me, they'd be getting cut out of my life pretty fucking quick. <laughs> oh, and that's she she put out a video. She said, I'm sorry to anybody that donated. Like, I never agreed to any of this. My family took advantage of you. I'll send you your money back. And everybody's like, shit happens. We were doing it to support you. I'm sorry that your family's shitty, but like we're still here for you. if you still need something. That's what I thought was cool. Like the social media thing, it can get to be where it's a bunch of fucking bullshit. But at the same time, like it's really cool to see people come together. Right. Well, yeah. and that's what me and Jace were talking about. Like I said, Jace, like this can't be just anybody can have a sob story and get in for it. Like, Let's handpick these people that need it. Because there's some people that they get, don't get me wrong, they get dealt a shitty hand. But mom and dad or whoever has enough money to take care of them. Yep. I'm talking about the rodeo cowboy or the ranch cowboy that has nothing. 
Or even like, like, uh, oh, excuse me. Damn it. Like, uh, Gus that you guys had on not that long ago. You know, he's, he's trying to make a living doing his thing, but had that horse. I don't remember if it stepped on him or flipped over on him or whatever it was. Flipped but he's over got, backwards on him. That's what it was. You know, a couple bucks to help help him and his family to get by. He's not yeah. he's not looking for somebody to give him a million bucks. No, but, but just the well, thought of hey, like you're not alone. You're not the only ranch cowboy that gets hurt. Like, hey, if yep. you if you need help, you know, we'll do what we can to help you. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll put something together to to help you out. And the problem I see with it is ranch cowboys, as there's three of them here. Like, I I'm not gonna ask for help. Like, I'll figure out how to make it yeah. happen, right? Oh, the same yeah, but, way. I'll figure out how to get by and how to pay my bills. I'm not gonna I, go asking for help. And I don't I don't know how we thing. ever get. I don't know how we ever get better at that. Well, I yeah. think the deal is gonna be like. You know, it's going to be a lot of, for me and Jace, just kind of digging through social media and just coming across these guys, oh, hey, this guy got busted up. Um, you know, looks like yeah. he's having a tough time. Let's we're going to send you some money whether some whether you're good with it or not. Like, we'd, we'd like to help out. We know you're in a tough spot. Like, just let it happen kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's the shitty part is none of us ever want to ask anybody for help. We'll always, we'll always say, oh, I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. Well, for some of these guys, like, they're figuring it out is selling their pickup or selling their good horse or whatever it takes to, you know, they're, they're pay, robbing Peter to pay Paul and end up, end up hanging themselves out on a different spot to try to cover whatever medical expenses or whatever it is. Yeah, and like... Another thing I'm trying to do is um, is just make myself available. I'm trying to get, like, a good group of guys together that will make themselves available, not only for hurt cowboys, but just cowboys that are struggling with, like, their mental health. Like, hey, I kind of want to do myself in. Fuck, I'm always around my phone. If you need to talk to me, day or night, you get a hold of me. Right. I just gained so much respect for you, man. Like, yeah, uh, I I don't even I don't even know how to put it into words, but I've been in that scenario. You know, yep. I know what it's like to try and end everything because I've tried. Yep. No, I I I have as well. So to hear you say, like, man, you don't have to be physically hurt. Like, if you're if you got if you want to just suck start a pistol right now, call me. Yeah. You know. Reach I don't out care to if you think... Facebook, like I'm not gonna go and 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 dangle my my phone number out there. Right. I'd never do that to anybody else. But but it, like, if, if you're, anybody if you're hurting this, and you you're you're willing to say, hey man, like like I need some help. Yeah. I don't care. I, you can call Facebook. me at three o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Reach out to me on Facebook and say, hey, this is my my situation. <laughs> this is what I'm going through, and I I need somebody to talk to. I will gladly send you my number and day or night, um, give me a call and I'll try and accommodate you as best I can. I yep. might say, Hey, I can't talk right now. I'm at work, but I will call you tonight. 
Yeah, hang out. Wait for me. I'll give you a shout as soon as yeah. I can kind of thing. You keep texting and, me throughout the day. And when I get done work, you will be my first phone call. Here's man, that is, is I know exactly what you guys are talking about. Jake knows I, I fucking wrecked out real bad a couple years ago. And fucking like I was in a bad spot and I didn't I don't think I left the house for three or four months just because I didn't want to see anyone because I knew what was coming. The fucking the bash from people saying, Oh, you drunk motherfucker, this and that. No, fucking check it out. You didn't know you don't know all everything that led up to that. Even just even just reaching out to somebody, um, you know, I'm not gonna name names or anything. Um, just the guy that's helped 